0: And now that Johnny's getting fat Eating Kaniacs, Drinking Diet Coca-Cola On the podcast known as Trapped Under Plastic The science podcast That proudly covers topics Trapped Under (laughs) (laughs) Plastic Oh that was so great You you got yours right In the first fucking hit And I fuck up reading (laughs) I'm sure Alex will cut all this Trapped Under Plastic, the science podcast that proudly covers all topics, from emergency deuces to diamond juices. Yeah, baby. Wait, what are the diamond juices? bro? Really, that's when, you know, the lasers.
1: Oh, You got to yes. melt
0: down the diamonds. Yes, the, for the diamonds. Di- for the diamond juices to shoot through the lasers. Yes. Yeah, so, John, here's a question for you. Did you get the reference in the intro? There were two. Um, Well, Scotty doesn't know. Yes. I caught that. Eurotrip is from Eurotrip. Yes. Um. yeah. Oh, I, the other one was familiar. Was it like it felt like a Willy Wonka thing? But this—it's a reference to a song called "Unholy" by Sam Pierce. It just follows that same melody using different lyrics. Okay, no, I didn't. I didn't get that. I, one point for the fucking tickler, baby. Yeah, put me on the board, coach. Who is who is this? Uh, the singer you're talking about? Is this fucking, Sam Pierce. This fucking singer-songwriter from the late '70s. Or something? No, 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 absolutely not. This is uh, this song came out this year. Oh okay, that's yeah, why I it's don't. It's a know. current pop artist. <laughs> that's why I don't know. <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, fucking lame music. All right, out of the preamble ramble, this entire episode may very well be a preamble ramble yeah. of sorts. Yeah, so like we're going to we're going to be preambling all the way through this <laughs> thing. So to keep this thing under 6 hours, uh, uh, do you have any any quick preambles that are not related to the future rambles? <sighs> Boy howdy, do I? Um First of all, we'll start in a positive note. Played my uh, my escalation game of Age Sigmar yesterday against Alex Davy of Fantasy Flight Fame. Uh, he's one of the X Wing developers. Um, that his name sounds like somebody that should be famous. I know. Yeah, he was on that game. I think during that uh, that brief stint where X Wing was like more popular than 40k, as per like this survey that like goes out every year. Fuck um, I don't I don't really even know What that survey is Or how accurate it is But it, it's like Kind of regarded As an industry standard thing mm-hmm. um, So I played him uh, I won the game But it didn't feel good I felt like I was kind of Playing his game But I still won oh. I wasn't rolling Particularly well I wasn't rolling bad It was pretty average um, But I kind of just like Sat on the objectives and he just shot me. Um, and I was like, well, you need to score points to win the game. That's a good point. I'm just going to get shot. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not a game of who kills the most shit. Yeah. So that's kind of what it came down to. Um, whatever. Wins a win. Um, now, onto the significantly sadder story. Um, so I paint my gray joint models one at a time because I'm a loser. Uh, but it's <laughs> fun to take, take my it's time. It's more fun. It's yeah. more fun. Yeah. Uh, especially that most of them are characters. All so right. that makes sense, right? Um, and. So for my great army, I had those little, uh, custom basing inserts that I, uh, Mm -hmm. um, that I cast. Um, and so I was going to, yesterday I was starting, no, it was two days ago at this point. I was going to cast some bases, um, for a unit of silencemen that I uh, wanted to paint, um, for the remainder of this week, which I have been. Um, and I wanted to cast bases for the dudes I had painted, um, over the last, I don't know, four months and haven't based yet. And so I, uh, I bet all of you can already see where this is going. So I got the liquid plastic out that I use to cast those bases, um, which dries opaque white. Okay. Um, and I started mixing it up. Um, and I mixed it up in a small little cup because I would need a very small amount of it for the six little inserts that are in my mold, about 15 milliliters of, of, of material. Um, and so I was mixing it, and I was holding it with my fingers, uh-oh. And I was stirring, and th- the force of my stirring flicked the cup out of my hand. Oh no! Not toward me. Not to the left. Not to the right. Straight, dead ahead, where there were, I shit you not, every single unpainted and un- sorry, every single painted and unbased Greyjoy model that I had in my army, which is over half of them. <gasps> oh no! Well over half. I have I have sit- I think six based Greyjoy models, and I have like eighteen painted ones. Um, and I aced every single one of them. You hit them all? Here's one. Oh, my God. Here's another. Oh, my God. And be no! Pictures- there were pictures of this on the stream. Every single fucking one. And, and like the funny part was the cup is basically the same height as a 32mm model, and so they all got hit in the fucking face with white, opaque, liquid plastic that looks like fucking cum.
1: <laughs> Sorry, so so it's like, of ice I'm like, like
0: fire and Bukaki. I'm like Omega, sad, and I'm posting this on Instagram, and everyone's like, "That looks like jizz." And it's like I'm having a fucking moment here. Yeah, I don't want your comments, your fucking middle school boy bathroom <laughs> jokes. Holy shit! Okay, I was very oddly calm about this happening. Like when it happened, the moment it happened, I was like, "I'm fucked." Like there's yeah. nothing I can do to yeah. fix this. Uh, I like went over to the the sink and i grabbed a soft brush and some iso and i was like okay, in my mind that paint's been curing on there for a month i can wipe it a little bit with iso and not fuck the paint job that wasn't true so not only did i kick off the reaction of the liquid plastic faster with a cold liquid i don't know how uh, that worked or um, alcohol makes it something I don't like know. that i also wiped away some of the paint and <laughs> i was just like i mean insult to injury um so I let, I let the rest cure when I saw that wasn't working. Those two were the ones I tried to wipe it off on. As you can see, it worked great. <laughs> no, no issues at all. <laughs> Couldn't even tell. Yeah, so after that, I let it cure. And then I got some resin on some plastic models that weren't painted. And for the most part, I was able to like take most of the plastic off of those. They actually kind of just popped off pretty nicely. Oh, Lots of nooks and crannies on minis, so it's kind of hard yeah. to get it all out. But I got enough out to salvage... The two models that were unpainted. But the painted ones is a different story. The plastic was ripping off the paint as it came off. Everything was coming off. Bro. If there's someone in the comment section that's like, you dumbass, there's this miracle juice that could have solved your issue. Yeah. Let me know, and then people in the comment can benefit from that. We'll pin that comment, too. I, I don't know what the right course of action is when this happens. Hopefully it never happens to you, but, man, the thing I'm most pissed about is just a waste of time. I you know, I have to uh. fucking redo all these assholes. Okay, so I didn't when I saw your story, I didn't read it. I just look at pictures. That's, that's how, my, I, that's, my, how my, yeah. that's how I approach life. Um <laughs> and I uh I that's thought it was who like reads religiously every night. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I thought it was like you were trying to do some kind of a snow effect and it fucked up. I was like, "Scott, what were you trying to accomplish?" <laughs> no, dude. Uh way worse. So, officially, I think if there was a trophy for most tragic hobby fuck up, yeah. This year at least, dude. You won the. T- you're the 2022 <laughs> fucking champion. Yeah, I'm one of the nominees at least. Yeah, Just you're at least. You're at least like they're showing pictures of you seated for the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, they got the cam on me. I'm sitting there all eager. Yeah. I'm like, and the winner is fucking Mark from North <laughs> Dakota. And I'm like, oh shit! His house burned down, and every mini was inside of it. <laughs> Oh poor Mark Yeah you're like Fucking like clapping yeah, you deserve like, it Pissed off And I mean that's I'm sure that's happened That sucks but. He hugs his wife and kid And his suit is kind of Burnt a little bit From the fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just got like A charred paintbrush With no bristles <laughs> <laughs> Oh man so that's Those are my hobby stories Yeah That fucking sucks Yeah it sucks Dude, <laughs> the, Let's move on I'm fucking down right now <laughs> Uh, let's, let's move <laughs> oh, on You're sad Okay I'm sorry Yeah you fucking brought the room down here <laughs> It's it's all, it's all uphill from here <laughs> Yeah huh? yeah it is yeah. Dude, Good to start We start low And we're gonna work our way up um, Should we start with what we painted To get that kind of out of the, Or is that part of the The Vinci V Con Like discussion I think Vinci Con Let's talk about anything we painted I don't know if you have anything on here. I have one thing that we didn't paint at VincyCon. Sure, yeah, yeah. And then we'll put a we'll put a pin in that when we go back to VinciCon, what we painted there. Okay, cool. Sound good? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Did you paint anything other than VinciCon in the last couple of weeks? Um, I did. So I casted up, um, twelve more of these bases and painted all of them. And and these bases didn't. Fling all over the place, <laughs> the resin that I flinged all over the place, I still use to cast these bases. I was like hurriedly pouring it into the mold while trying to think of like a solution to the problem I just caused. Yeah, cause the clock starts ticking as soon yeah, as you put part A and part B together, right? <laughs> it's a quick drying thirty minute liquid yeah, plastic. You got That's no time for this, no time. Uh, so yeah, these are the ones that I cast with that fateful uh, liquid plastic. Um, and then I uh, debased the other twelve and zenithly primed them. Uh, so they're uh, ready to be painted today and tomorrow. And then I also worked on getting my GraveGuard proxy unit uh, all supported and printed. And I'm I'm done. And so I'm in the stage right now where I'm printing two at a time. And I'm like, you know how last time we discussed, I was like, how do you make sure you like, pr- know what bit goes to what model? Yeah. So I'm like just doing two at a time. Uh, but I'm also like, Separating them on the build plate so they're all side A and side B. Yeah. So I'm like I I, I take off the two that are related, put them in the ultrasonic cleaner, clean them, and then when they come out to get dry, then the other two go in. (laughs) So I have like this kind of like process going right now, so I'm not like confusing what bits are working. So they're good, I'm finishing two at a time, putting them together. Some of the prints are failing, um, so I have to go back and fuck with supports and shit like that. But you know, progress is being made. I'm happy to be done with like the bulk of the supporting work. So is it the same sculpt each time or just kind of like random? Chance? Oh, they're all... They're failing. Oh, oh no, yeah, it's it's just uh, random ones. So I haven't actually fixed any of the ones that failed yet. I've been just printing the ones that I had supported and I'm like writing down which ones are messed up so I can go back and just print all the failed ones at the same time. Okay, okay. I was like, if it's... Like, if if you're doing the vampire guy A... And then three of the times he prints and the fourth time he fails. Mm. That's a different story than yeah. every time Vampire Seat fails every single time. Yeah. Every single one of the 10 dudes is a unique sculpt. Um, so they're all supported in different ways. Um, but I actually haven't tried to, whenever I get a print failure, I don't just try to reprint it to see if it will work again. I always try to like modify something about the exposure time or maybe a support or something like that. Yeah. That's, that's wise. I have done that. Like more times than I probably should have. Does it just, work out though? I'm just like, do it again. Oh, exact same failure happens. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. And it. Yeah. You're 100. It It is uh, something in the supports so for that one versus the others. Yeah. It's like I, it, it was interesting if you're if you're gonna say you know vampire A, two out of the three times it prints, the other time it fails. Like that means you are just you are like riding on the razor's edge. Yeah. yeah which is yeah. kind of a cool thing. Yeah. To 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 realize that that's what it is. Yeah. Um. Maybe the drop in temp overnight in the room caused the failure or something yeah, like that, some, yeah. Some minor, sci- leading back to the, the Trapped Under Plastic is a science podcast. Yes. Some scientific variable <laughs> that my brain's already checked out as soon as you start a <laughs> sentence that way. <laughs> <laughs> science. <laughs> Discovery. <laughs> she blinded me. All right, what you got? Um, I painted. So I painted that little lady right there. That is a 3D print um, on my Frozen Sonic 8K Mini. I painted that for a recent video. How can the model be so big if the face is so small? Yeah. Look at these, look at, look at these hands, yeah, bro. Yeah, don't even look at those hands. That model is available in both 75 mil and 32 mil. That is obviously the 32 mil. I also printed the 75 mil. Is this the infamous Loot Studios? No. Okay. That is White Werewolf Tavern. Okay. Um, And it's a great example of the seventy-five mil one is fucking beautiful. Yeah. But what they did was they just resized it for thirty-two. Level of detail, great. Not a ton of gobbledygook honor. Yeah. But this is not a 32 mil model, at least in my head. Yeah. Something about like going like the true scale versus heroic scale. I get that there are people um that do the, the true scale stuff and they can do it well. Like I think a lot of the Guild Ball minis are kind of that way. You can straddle that line, yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be like Imperial Guard, my hand is the size of my head, you know, ridiculousness, yeah. right? And, and Guild Ball wasn't full true scale. It was like somewhere in the middle. And I think Kingdom Death does that too, where it's it's not quite true scale because that's true scale, and true scale is like fucking Malifaux when you're like, I just can't paint the hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, And the faces are just so fucking tiny. Um, but I think pushing more towards heroic scale and finding that balance leading back to last episode um, that we talked about 3D printing, like finding that balance. Can you see, like look at her little fucking tchotchkes just be- below the breastesses. H- yeah. How fucking shallow are those tiny fucking details? Yeah, dude. That was terrible. Any of Props those... to you for nailing them though. Oh God. And uh, like the little thing that's holding her dress up like those little thin lines that connect it to like her neck or around her neck, those are the kinds of details that need to be pumped up like three hundred percent if you're doing thirty two mil. It was. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know how you. I mean, that could be a freehand painted line. I would know. I would know. There's li- almost no raised surface for the tip of a brush to touch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but So this was just me doing my, this is the suck cut method of painting the hot new speed shot, <laughs> speed slap. Which apparently slap, is feet, something slap. vile in Dutch or something like that. Yeah, don't spell cut, K-U-T. Oh yeah, okay, that was the change you made, okay. Yes, because uh, in Wayne's world, suck cut is spelled S-U-C-K-K-U-T, so that's what I did because obviously that's the joke. Uh, but in Dutch, a uh, cut spelled that way refers to a a female's, Private parts, and so I was like, "Oopsies, I didn't know that." But people that that let me know that were very nice about it, and and so I was like, "Okay, so I switched it in the uh, video title to to cut." Um, but it was it, the the point is, it's the colored zenithal, um, and then building up highlights over the zenithal. So I painted her in the color; the whole model was painted in the color of her skin, and then just select highlights there, and then your secondary. Points of, of interest. So for this it's the blue dress is just a, a fast layer. And then basically everything else is a contrast and a little bit of highlights. So you're just kinda like you're cherry picking where you're putting your time in in you know, that's I think a lot of more evolved versions of, of speed painting, and I think your system, and actually I can see it on this guy as well, is exactly that is like putting your Pulling your punches everywhere except for where it matters most and put mm-hmm. a little bit more time into those. Like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. your guys here. I can tell you have a nice build up of of layers of color on his skin mm-hmm. and on the cloak near the shoulders and head. Yep. And that's it. And everything else. And it kinda you kinda lose all that stuff unless you're really focusing on a model anyway. Yeah. Um and so it's just kind of a similar there. And and the whole video is just basically a uh, a joke on like whatever people find fun in the hobby, wherever they find um, motivation, wherever they find a reason for excitement to sit at the painting table, we should embrace that and not gatekeep sh- it. Yeah, not gatekeep it. Um, so I, I hope people got that. That was the point, but if they didn't, that's fine too. You didn't. There's the point. Now you can learn the lesson. Now, you know, stop being a dick, uh, but I also stand behind that. This is, this is kind of my kind of newer evolve speed painting system that I, you know, Took away from my experience with slap chop and my my previous way I did speed painting, and so yeah, um, it's nothing revolutionary and doesn't need to be. So. No, it's just a little. It's a little adaptation. Those are yeah. always valuable. Yeah, and I did the um the colored texture paste, the AK interactive color texture paste, and this one's called like uh, cemetery soil or something like that. I like that. And I just put like a couple of different like select shades down on it. And that's it. So it's this like... Is it gray? Creepy greenish gray. Really pale greenish gray. And I just put a little arthonium camo shade, a little bit of coelia green shade in a couple different spots to make these little shadowy almost like pool things. Nice. Throw some tufts on there. Don't even have to prime or paint it. Throw a succulent on there. Dude, I got a little... Oh, that's a little 3D printed succulent. I could not. <laughs> you can't not put those little 3D widgets oh, on there. Is that is this a desert drone? Um... This, this is an really errant environment? This is called like a death ivy. <laughs> <laughs> it only grows over fresh graves. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah. There you go. Eat, eat my fucking steamy lore. Yeah. Okay? Suck it. <laughs> Suck cut it. Hey, Suck cut this lore in your face wall. Uh, so that's what we painted that we didn't paint at VinciCon. Now, John, I know you're a big fan of minis, movies, and role-playing, and the sponsor this week is right up your alley. Are you saying our sponsor is the upcoming Dungeons and Dragons movie that's surely going to be the best fantasy movie of all time? Dude, even better. The one from the early 2000s? Um, I'll that one slide. It's Broken Able Miniatures showing off their newest collaborative project. Arcane the Cruel, Champion of Tiamat. This is a fully licensed rendition of Joe Manganello's character from Critical Role. And the mini is even wielding his famed battle axe, Fane Eater. Now that's attention to D and detail. Never defame the name of D&D again, please. Sorry. Anyways, Archon the Cruel is an Oathbreaker Paladin and an NPC featured in D&D's adventure, Descent into Avernus. So coming in at a 32mm scale, it's the perfect size to add to that adventure or any, or even as a proxy for one of your armies. Joe himself is an acclaimed actor, writer, game designer, and dungeon master, so Broken Anvil Monthly is very excited and proud to get to partner with him to bring this character to life. I can honestly say I had never thought we'd live to see the day where Flash Thompson's D and D character was brought to life, but I'm all about it. Hefty the Smurf's half dragon is up for pre-sale right now on Broken Anvil's website, which you can find linked down in the description below. And if that doesn't blow your mind already, it's only ten dollars. While you're there, be sure to check out some of the other amazing miniatures they have available, like their Noel Legionnaire or the Clan Kordesh Orc Bundle. And as with all BAM minis, they're expertly sculpted with dynamic poses just begging for paint. We've also been giving breaking news that their recently closed Kickstarter, Forged, will be opening up to pre-orders very soon after this episode drops, so if you missed your opportunity to snap up the amazing bundle of over 134 miniatures, you have another chance very soon. To make sure you don't miss out on Forge or any of the other hot goss that's going on over at Broken Anvil Miniatures, be sure to sign up for their newsletter over on their website as well. A big thank you to Broken Anvil Miniatures for sponsoring this episode and to Deathstroke for allowing them to make his D&D character. If you want to support them, you can find links to all their stuff down in the description below. We got a fucking double whammy topic today. We have VinciCon December 2022 recap and 2022... Two year in review, Tup for you. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. Nothing says uh, year in review finale episode like a low effort uh, <laughs> episode <laughs> of trapped under plastic. Bro, I wrote down three bullet points. <laughs> that is that is not low effort. That is minimum. Effort. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So l- should we go through this day by day, like we did last time? Yeah. I mean, I put down things. Do you want to see what I put? I put oh, like okay. different different things to touch on. We talk. One of them is food. One of them is. I mean, there's a thing I need to start with that is uh, a little story time, known as the Great Fireball Fiasco of 2022. But uh, then it's like, oh, what we painted, uh, gaming, the alpha testing, food, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, my okay. ass doing a little production meeting right now in the middle. of the <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> Yes. So, uh, so let's just do that. That way, we can we can we can hit each topic, and we don't feel like. We're jumping back and forth too much For sure, yeah, let's do it And then if, if something jogs your mind Of something that day We just, we just gel into just it Let's go with it, okay All right, So the very I, I came in on a Thursday Scott came in on a Friday mm-hmm. And Scott's lovely wife Amber Was nice enough to take me From his house to the airport I just parked my truck in, in their driveway Yeah, you owe her a pizza, bitch I do owe her a pizza Yeah, what the fuck Oh my gosh Here, uh, I will ca- I'll cash app right now <laughs> um, So so I, I got there on Thursday, and then you got there on Friday. Um, when I got there, one of the first things, in addition to being welcomed by the three lovely golden retrievers, is Vince's wife, Kathy, showed me the 175 of uh, Fireball that she got. She's like, is there anything you want to, to eat or drink? I'm like, Fireball. She talks like that. Yeah, that's exactly what her voice sounds like. Yeah. And, um, and so the very first night... I was like, we're sitting down. We're doing a little bit of painting. We're just catching up. It's me, Adam, Sam, and Vince. And we're just like getting into it for the weekend. You just kind of like settle yourself in, you know, get your area all set up, whatever. And I just started having a couple little sippies of Fireball just to get the night rolling. (laughs) Uh, By the end of the night, Adam and I were still up at about, it was after 4 a.m. And we were up talking for like an hour and a half, just he and I. I don't remember what we talked about. <laughs> uh, I go back down the next morning, and I felt like I was dead. And I saw that there was of the entire one seven five of fireball. I there was like an inch and a half of it left in the bottom of the. Bottle. There was like an eighth of it left. Yeah, no, nah, it was not much. And I'm like, and Sam comes downstairs. I'm
1: like, Sam, how
0: much of that did you drink? And he's like, oh, I didn't touch any of it. <laughs> And Vince doesn't drink, and I'm like, Adam, did you have some of that with me last night? And he's like, nope. And I'm like, fuck me. <laughs> so all of Friday, I was a zombie. Yeah, dude, Kanjan struck again. Yeah, dude. I don't know what it is of day one of an exciting hobby-filled adventure that I just, I like blow my entire clip. In day one, you just live such a repressed life, not drinking Fireball all the time, that whenever yeah. you get the chance, you're just like fucking like, oh. I know. I'm just like Cookie Monster. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I can't stop the cookies. I- you Ball Monster. Yeah. <laughs> you're just in the trash can. You're like a combo of the two Muppets. Fucking. <laughs> just barf back into my own <laughs> trash can and just keep going. It's efficient, dude. I did not throw up. You did not. Uh, I would have. I think I would have probably been a better idea if I did. <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah I was I was I I now I'm telling myself first day of Adepticon I am not doing that. So I'm not, I was saying it right now. Do you want someone to hold you accountable to that? Like if I see no. you, okay, I was just gonna say, if I see you letting it rip, am I gonna take the alcohol away from you? But no, uh, well, I, I think, I think what I would, would benefit from is like a, a, a gentle tap to be like, that's cool, John, but just pace yourself. Just okay. Slow it down. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Okay um not whatever <laughs> let's get a little otherwise up. we'll be humping the space you <laughs> in the lobby at 5 a.m i mean we'll probably want to do that anyway yeah, yeah yeah but uh otherwise yeah so that was that was the the pre-scott era and then we showed up in the morning for to pick you up from your plane yeah so uh john sam and vince rolled up to the airport to pick me up and uh Sam came in and got me and the the moment I got in the car I knew that you were not well <laughs> <laughs> basically because uh, yeah you're just low energy like kind of sullen look uh and uh, but no it was a good car ride on the way there we got some insider info about uh, the game we got the play test yeah and we got our first introduction to ancient Egypt holy shit <laughs> dude The which is not which is not Vince's and Uncle Adam's game. No, that's not the game. May maybe will be. Maybe one day. Okay, there's if there was one, if the if the the weekend was a vascular system, like (laughs) the main vein For which beats through its entirety is ancient Egypt. (laughs) And honestly, like whenever anyone said that phrase, it was just like everyone always started laughing just because like you never expected it, but it always came up. It was so good, and I, I wish we had Sam here right now to give the elevator pitch of what is ancient Egypt because he's has one. Yeah, yeah, it's like he was workshopping it the entire week, entire time. Like he was, he was coming up with more like imaginative, like very, very visual, impactful images through words about what is ancient Egypt. Yes, and so before we get too much further into the podcast, we should probably explain at like at a base level. Like we cannot do it justice for how Sam describes it. but it is a a miniatures war game, but instead of miniatures yes, you use eggs. Yes. <laughs> it's great because you buy the rule set you buy you buy a dozen of jumbo eggs, then you got your army. <laughs> You could like dress them up. You dress <laughs> up your eggs, yeah. Because ancient Egypt is obviously in the core game. The the setting, <laughs> obviously, is 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 the ancient Egyptian times. Yeah. So it's a story of of pharaohs and Slave princesses. Eggs. Yeah. And 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 the and creation of the great orbital pyramid. <laughs> yeah. Egg shaped pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> and and of uh, it's a story of love. It's a story of romance. It's a story of cracking that hard outer shell to get to that soft inside. Yeah. And the greatest thing about ancient Egypt is that you have two modes of play. You have a, a competitive play, a matched play, if you will. If you will. And you have what's known as hardcore <laughs> ancient Egypt. When just... when one of your eggs dies in the battlefield, it must be crushed. <laughs> You should just fry it up. Your opponent just <laughs> probably should just fry it up and eat it like right in front of you mid game. Oh man. I'm eating your fucking people right now. Right. Yeah. I mean he's got all sorts of great like phrases that describe the gameplay and it's like it just like like cheesy eighties marketing phrases and it's yeah. like make sure you're not the last one to be cracked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was great. And it, it expanded after that. We oh, got yeah. we got into like Eggs of Saturn. Eggs of Saturn the, is the, like first the, yeah, the first expansion. The first expansion. And then we were like, what else can we talk about with eggs? And we're like, okay, Lord of the Eggs, Egg mm. Strikes Back. Like there's, there were so many egg related discussions that went on that day. Those and, days. Yeah. And so basically Sam's is plan is to make this game a reality and we're here to support him in this. Right, and so are you. You should be. And so are you. Yeah, so so when it comes to Kickstarter, you fucking get your wallet ready. Yeah, so what you need to do is is head on over to twitch.com backslash Samson Paints, Samson Minis. It's Samson Minis. Samson Minis. And first of all, go give him a follow and watch Sam paint on stream because he's an amazing streamer and amazing painter. But you too will probably be privy To the ancient Egypt lore. Yes. That flows through him. Yes. He is merely a vessel. (laughs) Much like an egg. (laughs) Oh, man. So there's a whole lot of weird and uh, odd and crazy conversations that went on. Much of them revolved around eggs. Yeah. But others that that weren't. some that only in the inner sanctum of Vinci Khan can be privy to. Mm. But, um, but what's next on our list? I want to make sure I'm following this. Well, let's talk about what we painted, right? Okay. okay. What, what? So typically um, in Vinci Khan's past um, when the way it first started, it was like, it was about a collaborative project. So the first two Vinci Khans, remember we did all of the, the green skins mm-hmm. for like a, a when you combined them, they became a diorama. They all all the bases kind of like matched up. And the second one, we did the future one with the with the holy pie. Mm-hmm. We with, did the the four musketeers, four musketeers in the pie wedges mm-hmm. that you three D printed. Um, the third one you weren't there, and that was pure golden demon, just unadulterated painting, fucking fuel, dude. Yeah, it was just JD erections the whole time. <laughs> We were we were there to paint for Golden Demon, and so this one was the first like paint what you want, bring what you want. It's about us just hanging out and having a good time and slapping some paint. And so we each kind of were on on different roads, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that too. So yeah, we uh we were all doing our different projects. I wanted to finish up a couple Soulblight Grave Lord additions to my army so that I could toss them in during my Escalation uh, League and not have to worry about getting them painted in that same month. Um, so I was kind of like head down painting m- the majority of the weekend um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because, I, you know, that, that's the point. Um, I painted up, uh, well, I should say I finished uh, a unit of 10 Death Row Skeletons and I have here, which is just the one with a little bit of free hand on the banner. Banner was a little bit smaller than the other banner that came in the uh, death rattle box so i didn't do the full moon behind the symbol mm-hmm. silhouette but a different just just the the sword with the wings on it um got some feedback from sam the master of freehand himself he gave me some feedback about uh i didn't even think about it but applying shading on the design like where it kind of uh rolls into the fabric on that kind of like the sword area um makes it look like it's more natural i really yeah do. you almost have like a dark line to, around it yeah i, I uh I like to do that sometimes. I like to outline it with black because not only would maybe someone do that, like in design, like when like making the flag, but it helps the thing pop out a little bit. Yeah, I think it it does a it does a lot, even though you don't notice it right away. It really creates this nice, like clean separation. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's the last step that I do, um, and it helps to clean up the border too because the border can get a little scratchy sometimes with yes. like, the the ends of the brush. Do you use black ink for that? I uh, do. You, um, I didn't have any ink with me there, so I just used black paint, but if I were to do something like that, I would combo black ink and black paint. Nice. Um yeah, it's kind of like a the that's the recess uh like panel liner that I also use when I like recess shade models. So I did that. Um then came back and got it based up uh during a live stream. And then I moved on to the zombie dragon, which I also had started uh some time ago. I think back in the day when you and I were doing our pain and army in two days thing. Yeah. So he was started from there. Um, so I finished him and then came back here and then the rider was already done, put him on the mount and then did the whole base during the live stream. And that was a lot of fun because that base is so gigantic. Um, and I had like two little shallow pools for like to fill with like water effects. That, and that, was, that, was, that was a good idea to have that addition because I found those big fucking pie plates that it's so easy to just, like, it's it's such a vast amount of land. <laughs> and it just feels so, like, barren so easily. Yeah. um And I was curious to, like, how that was going to go for you. And you did, um you had enough details on there, and then you made the right decision of Tufts on Tufts. Yeah. And the rocks also kind of help from yeah. the model itself to break up some stuff. I probably should have had more rocks like that on the base elsewhere because it's kind of just weird that it's like the two rocks are the ones he's standing on but a oh, well, lesson learned. I mean that's why he's standing there. There's yeah, only I, two rocks there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two of them standing <laughs> the on. two perfect rocks, yeah. I got another one to do so I can, I can take that learning lesson forward. Um, and then last year I assembled and painted. Uh, I started to paint five Blood Knights um, and finished up one because I could, I, could, I could tell quickly that I wasn't going to be able to finish all five and I wanted to paint one just to kind of see what the squad could look like. And I'm not convinced. Um, And so I had an idea. I was like, do you know how like, so like Bretonian knights, French knights, like the questing ones, basically when you make a questing knight unit, or I don't know if it's grail knights, you get like one knight from like each neighboring town and they all come together to form a unit and they have their own fancy regalia for like from where they come from, right? Mm -hmm. You see knight's tale. They all all have their own heraldry and shit. Right, right, right. So what if I had a unit of five blood knights and they all had their own heraldry, like their own colors that represented where they came from in this like land where my vampire nation is from. Yeah. It's like so you emphasize the difference instead of doing the opposite, like you know what to do with units, make them uniform. So the point is that it's very obvious on first glance that the, that this was intended. Yeah, so similar color palettes, blues and reds mm-hmm. um and golds and, like, uh, silvers, but, like, just jumbled up and reorganized for other models. Okay. And, uh, um, yeah, I think in an ideal world, a great way to do that is where the accent color is all different, right? So then you can tell that they're different, but it's just, like, in the banner and in the sash or in the whatever cloth that this one's orange and that one's green and blah, blah, blah. Um, but... I think if you, the only worry is because that one is so striking, you you're walking the line of clown fiesta of too much color. But I think you're right in that if you keep it within a triad of colors, and I mean allow yourself to deviate on the on the scale of the blue and on the scale of the red, maybe one of them's red's a little bit more orangey red. Maybe one of the blues like a deeper cobalt blue or whatever, and then you switch around the locations. I think that works. Okay yeah not necessarily this paint scheme isn't terrible um it just kind of sounded fun a little bit to like treat each one kind of like a hero then again that would make it take a long time to finish the unit and i already started the horses with all that airbrush work you have you have all the the blue armor on the horses all done right yeah 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 okay i think that that looks cool and they look like a unique squad they look like Like the elite, like the Navy SEALs of Blood Knights, right? Yeah, baby. These guys go rolling in and the enemy's like, oh, God damn it. (laughs) These guys are showing up. Yeah. I I like that. And the thing is, is there's enough colors that tie them into the rest of the army that it doesn't feel like they don't belong. Yeah, yeah. It just feel like an elite unit. Okay, cool. I mean, that's exactly what I was shooting for. I want three units of Blood Knights in my final 2K point list. And I wanted them to feel like they were the fancy boys, and I wanted to do that with a new kit. Yeah, I re- I really like that blue armor, man. It I, is so yeah. striking without being gaudy, which yeah. is with that. That's kind of surprising, honestly. <laughs> with that blue, because it's so like poppy, it could so easily be gaudy. Yeah, um, and you could you so that's kind of more like a cobalt blue. You can uh, keep applying that to me a clear and just get it like darker and like mm-hmm. richer. Um, same with the red, same with all the colors. They, they they can continue to be applied layer after layer just to intensify them in saturation. It's it's they're incredible products. And that's why because you don't have a cold or you don't have a Tammy Clear Blue at home, right? I have them all, baby. Oh, whole Because okay. my in my head, like you were them. you I remember this of you like walking through the the portions mm-hmm. of of the thought process of what to paint these. Yes. That this time Vince and I were playing magic. We're gonna talk about that in a second. But <laughs> yes. um, but you found his Tamia Clear Blue, yes. And so you immediately were like, "We're using this. Oh, we're using this." shit. Yeah. And then we spent the next like hour and a half trying to get that bottle open. Remember that was the <laughs> bottle that was someone super glued the lid on or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I gave it to you. I gave it to Sam, and I gave it to Vince, and we they all the were like cranking on it, and you were a little toasted at that point. I yeah, probably. And so you were trying. Way too hard To I get even that thing open I'm like Vince You got a gripper And he's like what You, you know like the gripper To The like, like thing the, the, the pot opener Or like the Like the jar opener To things Like the yeah. rubber netting thing My mom always called Those grandma's gripper And I don't know Where that grandma's name Grandma's <laughs> gripper I is? don't know where That name comes from But that's the only name I know to refer to them as And so I'm like Oh I mean he's like Yeah there's one upstairs <laughs> in, the, in the silverware drawer Did you ask for grandma's gripper And he's like Oh yeah I got one of those yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think I said The word grandma's Cause now I'm like I'm a little bit like Hypersensitive that no one knows the fuck that is (laughs) So I don't say the word grandma's anywhere Um, And he's like yeah it's up in the silverware So I run upstairs I find one I'm like fuck yes I got this and I run back downstairs I get the fucking grandma's gripper I wrench on it again No luck but As we know for anyone that's used that Tamia clear stuff before as it Dries it becomes like A gel like Goo and if you get it Like hardened around that the grooves on the On the fucking inside of the cap you're fucked. Yeah, honestly, that pot is the worst pot. It's like it's even worse than GW's pots. Yeah, um, just because the product itself like cements the lid closed yeah. as well. But you got it by applying heat. Heat. Yeah. So if anyone's Science. struggling, <laughs> we had a heat gun on the lowest setting. A hair dryer probably work. Yeah. Just uh, I I hit it with a low heat temp for like literally thirty seconds and it opened up like <laughs> so easily and I was like wow okay all that struggling was for naught. And I remember that. And you came back out of that, uh, the airbrush room. So whenever we had an airbrush, we'd go into Vince's room. And Scott came out. I could, I can close my eyes and picture this. I moment. don't even know what you're about to say. You came out holding one of them. You're looking at it as you're walking. And the look on your face was the exact same look on my face when I airbrushed my entire fucking model pink at Vince's. <laughs> like, what the fuck did I do? Like, I don't know if that's what you felt or not you had this serious look of like oh no it's so blue yeah i can't i can't remember what stage that was in because i definitely like came like to and from that area a couple times you you came back and built in the shadows from below whatever but then it was just it was strictly fucking electric blue at that point yeah and you were like oh fuck you know what okay i it's because of a learning lesson that i discovered about tmm that we're going to talk about in the preamble sorry and the extended version of the podcast, which is what people can get if they uh, enroll in our Patreon, uh, you get about extra 20 to 30 minutes of extra content an episode. So I'll tell why I was looking sad then. Okay. Um, but you know, it turned out okay. Um, I don't think it looks bad. Um, I think it, yeah, it just kind of looks a little bit weird. Um, I don't know. Though. But again, for like a, a fancy unit, I think it, it, it's okay. It tracks. So yeah, that was the last thing I painted. I finished this model and the rest are started. Um what did you paint it, sir? I got to got to crack in on my Golden Demon diorama piece by painting zombies. And to kind of prep for this, I started painting one, I think, a day or two before at home. And I brought that with. So to kind of get an idea of what my process is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I needed to, because I think I have about between 10 and 12 models on that whole diorama so i need to crank some out okay um so my plan was to get three or four done i got two done um but uh since then since we've been home i got enough momentum going i got two more done nice and then my next video is going to be painting one Um, and what i'll talk about in the after party is kind of how i was trying to develop a paint to a display standard but not full ball stack to, to get them done to a certain level quickly. For diorama especially, this is an important thing to consider because you have so many models to paint um, yeah. more than likely. So it's it's hard to, I mean, you can be the guy who like paints everything insanely, but then like you're also the guy who has like an entry one every three years. Right. So it's like, it, it's hard to balance that. Yeah, like if I if I spent 50 hours per model on this, this thing is like a 600 hour project. Yeah. So it can't do that. So I got it down to somewhere between ten, yeah, between eight and twelve hours. Yeah, per model, and that still when I still look at that and do the multiplication in my head. It's still a fuckload. And yeah. then when I get to the the premier model, the vampire, that's the centerpiece. She's obviously going to be a lot more. Yeah. Um, but I just like, yeah, I was like a clean style. Yet I'm working with this this weird secondary light source, um. I think you're doing good. I think everything that you were showing me was looking like GW standard, like nice and clean, very bright. very All the details were rendered super well, which is like a huge thing. There weren't any like – at least when I was looking at it, there weren't any like what I thought were unintentional mistakes, which I think is very important. Like everything was placed deliberately. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean you could like spend an extra five hours on each model like really crisping it up and making yeah. sure there are no – like blending mistakes or anything like that that could be perceived as mistakes but like again these are going to be like background characters to like the main yes vampire. Yeah, and that's that's it is like if if I go back through I could probably spend at least 5 hours in each one and just smooth out blends and smooth out blends and it everything's blended. It's just not silky smooth in all areas. It's it's damn near close though. Yeah. So one of the fun parts about it was that um I want every one of the zombies' skin to be a different skin color, Mm. right? Because, like, different states of decay, a different, just, I I want there to be a a bit of um, kind of uniqueness, right? Because if they're all painted all the skin basically the same way, I think the piece is less interesting to look around it. Yeah. See all the different things. So, um, I've, I've really enjoyed that. And I kind of figured out, like, what's the thing that makes it. Feel like zombie skin, and it really doesn't have to do with color. It's the point is, is that when you get up to the brighter highlights is that you're really desaturated, right? Because all the color of the skin is gone mm-hmm. and it gets down to midtone. and maybe it's a little bit weird purpley or maybe it's just kind of a grayish red or maybe it's a grayish green or whatever. And then in the in the shadows and you can add like, a, like it's like a crimson red, like black lining in the shadows or it's mm. a, a really like dark indigo in the shadows or whatever. Um, so there's a lot of variation that I found and that's just really fun. And I'm like, if I'm gonna have to paint, I think it's six or seven zombies that I have to paint. I don't want to get burnt out about just doing the step and the step and the step and the step like you're mass painting. Yeah. But for display level, I'm like, fucking shoot me. I couldn't do that. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to. Do, I'm gonna do that too. With I have, I think there's only three ish, three or four skeletons on here. But I'm gonna do a slight different variation and. In, in, in the bone color too okay. just slight it's, got, it's not going to be so prominent because i think that would be a little bit too skittles yeah i think the the way if i am imagining in the way that gw judges pieces like they will be able to legitimize in their heads why the zombies are different but not why the skeletons are different and so that might be like a demerit on you if it's like okay that's good it's to too know. obvious because like the, the only consideration they have isn't just art does it look nice right. it's also does this it makes sense in our world that, mm-hmm. we, that we've crafted so yeah okay. I, think, okay. I think some variation is definitely okay I, you, know, you know you're probably right in, the, in, in these new skeletons there's a lot more armor and cloth and a lot less bones as the yeah. original death rattle ones that I, I painted before so i think that i'm fine with that and i probably have to do the cloth on them probably all the same because they are and i want that to somewhat tie into the vampire's Main colored of to red too, so to oh, yeah. to co- cohesion about it. But it'll be me a little bit more of a, a burnt red, a little bit more desaturated red that just gets up to a, a peak of interesting red. But okay, okay, anyway, so that's what I did, and I kind of I, I know I could have gotten stuff. more done, but it's it's also a pretty intense um painting process, right? Yeah, it's it very had to be very focused, and I'm using a tiny brush the whole time. Okay, yeah. Did you so? What supplies did you bring in total? I brought sexy gogs, most important thing. Most important, I brought my own wet palette just cuz it fit in what I was, you know, going to bring. I brought my case of brushes. that had like eight brushes in there. I didn't know which brushes I was going to use or not, but I brought a selection. I brought a bunch of paints. Um my <laughs> you know when you're on your carry-on, you can bring a quart size, not a quart, whatever. The the mid-size Ziploc bag. Yeah. Full of liquids. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just paints. I didn't bring any other liquids to me for me other than a little tube of, of toothpaste for myself for the whole trip to go on the plane. So I brought a bunch of just variety of colors from the AK range because I know Vince has, has some of those, but doesn't have a ton. Um, I don't really like those paints. And I was like, I'm going to get some foundational colors here um, that will continuously show themselves through the whole piece. So there's kind of some cohesion. So I brought paints and that was and then my models. And model holder. Okay. That was it. Okay. I I brought the, all the paints that I use paint my skeletons. So I figure I'm probably gonna use a lot of these paints when finishing the other parts of my mm-hmm. of my army. And then I brought brushes too. I didn't bring a palette. I totally could have fit one in my my case. Rip my case. Um, oh no. I'll talk about that later. Oh yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so I ended up using one of Vince's palettes. Um and I, I might have scuffed it up a little bit because of my habit for uh, dipping the brush in the sponge to like moisten it and wet things. Not everyone does that. I know it's a weird habit that I have. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't think about that until I was like two days deep, and I was like, oh, this sponge is getting a little fucked right now, and it's <laughs> entirely my fault. I'm sorry, Vince. Oh, yeah, he fucked your sponge. <laughs> not literally, not literally, <laughs> but yeah, you do that. You look Poke the sponge I with do. your brush. It's just right there. It's ready to go. You know, yeah, that's probably why I like to have it kind of really full too with water. Sure. So that sponge is always just like a bog. Or I can just like just uh, dip my brush in the water that's just sitting there. It's like water right there. You know, if it's if it's uh, deep enough. One thing I realized from using the exact same palette, painting the exact same models, trying to get the paint of the very similar and the same consistency from when I got home to when I was painting there is. Holy shit, does my water evaporate my palette so much more than it did at Vince's. Get a humidifier. I have a humidifier in my basement, but it's because you got the fucking, the Intellitech light that I paint under. Does, yeah. And it's like 24 inches above the palette. Wow. Shit, you got two feet? Are I you mean, like lower than your desk? What? Dude. No, because the light is about two feet above the painting area. It's pretty close. Okay. But it's just that that... I think it's mostly that because yeah. my, in general, um, I have to run a dehumidifier in my basement all summer long cause it's very humid and in, in the winter it doesn't get overly dry. It just is not humid. Right. It's gotta be that freaking the evaporation from that light. Yeah, it probably is. There's definitely heat getting kicked off because while I stream, I cannot wear a sweatshirt and an apron. Mm-hmm. I get way too hot. Same for the gaming stream. I can't wear anything other than a t-shirt. Um, so yeah, I definitely would encourage some paint drying. Yeah, and it it's it was so much more difficult to just keep moving at home with painting because the paint dries so much faster on the wet palette. Really, I've never had this problem with a wet palette. And, yeah, and my lights. Yeah, it does. Maybe I mean, I'm a little bit farther away from the palette than you are, maybe. Maybe, but I, I'm maybe I'm also mixing smaller puddles. That's true. Yeah, because I'm just because I'm doing small steps and in the half steps and that kind of stuff, and I mix this tiny little puddle, and then it spread flat across the thing. It's <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. It's gone. So, But I didn't have that of instance because he had his little hot lights, individual odd ot lights. Other than you brought something else. I did. You brought lights. I brought some. I forget the name of the brand. For, I shouldn't remember the name of the brand. They are- <laughs> I shouldn't remember. Something, it's like a real something. Yes. Um, I got one of those too. They have phenomenal marketing. Um, the lights themselves are 60 or $80 depending on whether you get the one that clamps the desk or the one that has a big weighty stand that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had two of those- because I, I had uh, made a commitment to give some feedback for them to that company. And then also I had one of the outlights. So I was fucking illuminated. Yeah. Um, you look like Iron Man with like shoulder cannons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh And they were, they, they, they worked. So they have a long gooseneck, which allows you to kind of get into a bunch of different areas. And so I had them like on my temples right. pointed straight forward and down, which was great. I was able to like illuminate the whole model. Um, they have different color temps. Um, and for us, is doesn't matter. It's but. useless, yeah. And different color intensities. And so the only thing I did was I put it on the middle color temp because that fully engaged all the LEDs in this bicolor fixture. And then I put out 100% brightness. And that's where it stayed for the entire weekend. And if I use those things in my normal hobby, they'd stay there for the entire weekend. <laughs> or sorry, for the entire like hobby life. Um. So my my review of this product that I'm not naming because I can't remember the fucking name is... uh. That it's just not worth it it they work and there's nothing wrong with them nothing wrong with them is the price um, well I will say this though the it, it's like a hundred or a hundred ten dollars for that long single one that people use all the time that ain't worth it either yeah yeah that's that's probably a, a good takeaway from it like I like their modularity like if you had two of those granted it's like 120 bucks a gooseneck. <laughs> with gooseneck with with that goosenecks and the clampy um <laughs> to be able to just kind of form it exactly where you want it with most lights even well I guess maybe maybe the cheap old ones if you put a china ball on them it, it creates enough 360 light that I feel like my architecture lamps can move around enough and they I do I I move them to the sides of my head and that is a 35 sorry it's a 25 watt LED bulb and those fixtures are 8 watt LED bulbs so not only is my bright lights my light way brighter? It has the same versatility, and maybe they aren't as versatile because those cheaper architecture lamps they kind of get a little janky, like they don't hold the yeah. greatest. And this one did; it, it held great because the the head of the light is so lightweight that it doesn't take much to keep it in place. But it's not like it's not so much that justifies me paying for a sixty buck feature when I can buy the lamp that I want and the bulb that I want for less than 60 bucks, I think for maybe 40 and it's like four times the output literally. So yeah, it's, it's not a, it was a hard sell. Um, but also that lamp has other uses for other people as well. It also looks nice too. Like if design and aesthetics are your thing, that definitely looks better than the setup that I have at my house right now with the two, uh, lamps. Oh, will We'll, we'll we'll find the name of this light and and put the link in the description yeah, below yeah, so yeah. you so you can or in the in the show notes so you can find it. Um I have one too and I use it for my airbrushing um setup. I used to use an Ot light and this thing is is a lot brighter and I can snake it around my little airbrush booth thing and point it through and it's 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 good for that. But for sure, yeah, yeah. Again, doesn't doesn't do anything performance wise that's bad. No. It's just like you have to decide for yourself. If that list of features is worth it for the dollars, like, yeah. so up to you. Got to remember too though, so for your architecture lights, you're using like 20, $25 bulbs in each of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're looking at probably 40, between 40 and 50 per. Yeah. If you use the uh, Tertial, I don't know how to say that word from Ikea, the fixtures, those are nine bucks a piece. Tertial. Ters- is it? Is it Tertial? It's T-I-A-L, so I don't know if that's a sh sound. Doesn't I, matter. I think turdial. Tur- well, I use the turd lamps. <laughs> <laughs> I where y'all keep your fetish turd lamps. Fetish. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Those are those are nine bucks a fixture. Um, so I can't remember what it comes out to. Um So enough about which lights. Yeah, that need. was a long I'm not expecting to talk about those, honestly. All right, so Uncle we're gonna talk about whatever else painted too, right? Real yeah. quick. Real quick. So yeah. Uncle Adam was on was on building mayhem mode oh yeah dude. he was like a master builder from legos he was just building and building and building building stuff for different games for kill teams for different one-page rule stuff or whatever and then eventually he started to build a model that he wants to paint for his first painting competition for the nova open mm-hmm. um and i'm not gonna i don't know if he wants people to know or not No, he probably doesn't care but i want to respect if. He wants some level of secrecy. What he's building and planning on painting. Yes. Um. But he just didn't. He was. He didn't want the, the pressure, the stress, or the the to, to just not just relax and have fun of painting there. And that was cool because, he just chatted the whole time. He was busy hobbying the whole time. He stabbed himself pretty sweet in the thumb one time oh, the, first the, day, yeah. the first day. First um. With with the um, Monument Hobbies, uh, scalpel, which ironically enough not 15 minutes prior he says the reason i love this thing is because i can just slide the blade back in so it's safe (laughs) and then he stabs himself in the thumb with it and he didn't slide it back in to keep himself safe right so i mean (laughs) it's not the product's fault and then later i asked to use it because i had found a a middle of painting I'd found a mold line that I had missed. I realized too, like I must not have cleaned these fully, all my zombies really well um, because I just wanted them built for the the video that I originally did with them. And so I found stuff. I'm like, I'm just cutting off mold lines on something that's got four layers of paint on it So, I'm like, I just got to do it now. Yeah. And he's across the table from me and he takes the knife. He puts it in the the holder so it's safe. And he tosses it to me. What the fuck? Like it's a fucking football. And I'm like, Adam, you just gouge yourself in the thumb with this thing. What's, who's to say that I grab it, my hand hits the slider thing, the thing pops out, and just lands directly in my jugular. Oh, my God. This whole weekend goes down the shitter. So it's midair. I asked if I could use it. From when I asked if I could use it, within three seconds, he throws it. He gives you one of those... Sure, <laughs> toss it. Sure, and there it was. So it's midair, and I had a decision to make, and I did what I felt was probably the safest possible outcome because you know you think worst case scenario we're in the midst of a great hobby weekend, something fucking terrible is gonna happen, we can't keep hobbying. This is this mid-flight blade of death is that thing? <laughs> you had all these fucking thoughts, yeah, <laughs> like in the fucking <laughs> .5 seconds yes. this thing is flying through the air. Yes. So what I did was. I put my feet firmly on the ground and I slid my scooty chair yeah, back. The <laughs> fuck out of where it is. I just shot off to the side about three feet and it boo, and lands safely right where my fucking neck would have been. <laughs> and I was like, "The fuck, dude!" He's like, "Well, I put the safety back in there." I'm like, "Well, I'm sure this wasn't like military tested for safety and shit. I don't know. Like, it, it's definitely safer than just throwing a scalpel at somebody, but that's uh, that's where I learned." Uncle Adam, he's got a little bit of a wily streak. Yeah, he's got a little dark side to him, a little murderous. Yeah, Uh, I also used that knife because I was assembling them with my Blood Knights, and I almost stabbed myself too. (laughs) Like I was like, "Oh, check this cool mechanism out!" And I flicked it open, and like almost went into my hand. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah, I love that. I have one of those knives. I I use it all the time. I mean, it's not that I the safety mechanism is like oh. You need it all the time, but when it's the same price as other blades with the same tip that you can replace with, it's just like, eh, why not, why not? Um, Sam painted mystery gifts for each of us. Yes, he painted us some Imperial Guard. Or sorry, no, not that. Astra Militarum, some foot from the new box Cadia Stans. Yes. And so we each, he painted each of us one with, uh, with our favorite color as a little symbol on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just beautiful. It yeah. Was... And they started to paint his single fantasy entry for Golden Demon. And likewise, I don't know if we should discuss it too much, um, I don't know if he's is he put a picture of it on his Instagram or something like that. I don't know. Okay, I, I don't know. It's a very tasteful piece, um, kind of akin to Joshua Lie. And actually, yeah. it was super cool to see. Um, and I wanted to try something like that in the future, just because I was inspired by him doing that. Because he kind of like took what Joshua does and put it in the framework of Warhammer, which is like, okay, that was that's a cool context. I appreciated that. It was cool. Yeah. Um, Vince V was working on. Mostly one piece, but a little bit of two separate pieces, both for Golden Demon, one for his unit category and Fantasy, and then one for... I think that can go... I think that's Monstrous, his uh, Ogroid Crusher. Mm. Yes. Um, And that's the model when you guys when they were here for space station zero launching, we spent a night at my place. We're like, let's set and paint, whatever. And Vince's like, I don't have anything to paint. I'm like, go look in my shelf. Like, something yes. You want to paint browse my wares. And I had this model all built, uh, kit bashed and put on a block with the little, um, paper clip. So he's raised off it and primed that I had planned on doing this for golden demon. And I'm like, you want to paint this? And he's like, yeah! And so... Are you sure he didn't say? It? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Vince is never too excited about anything, so yeah, I was sure. <laughs> um, and so, the, the thing is, is that if Vince wins with this, I get, like, 20% of a golden demon. Yeah. Like I'm busting off a horn with my mouth. Yeah, get just, out just get out the high saw and just, like... Uh, breaking off a Take horn. Taking one of those horns off. off, yeah. And if he loses, if he doesn't win a golden demon, then... He has shamed my house. <laughs> I was going to say are you going to share in his despair but no it's shame shame yeah. on the shame on the Nina's household. Yeah, you've brought shame to our house and you shall be exiled <laughs> until you can redeem yourself. Dude, let me tell you of the, the whole weekend the words that were uttered the most was ancient Egypt and also definitely sure because uncle Adam <laughs> also yeah, the priests of the Sure cult. Right? They both went to Sure University. Absolutely. Like they, I mean, I don't know if this was an online education system because they live far enough apart, but they both <laughs> both majored, minored, and had a a, a master's degree in Sure. Yeah, it was it was, impre- it was impressive. It was impressive. It was it was very impressive. We'll keep it there. Yeah, I am not gonna fix that. I no, don't fix that. Uh, uh, fix that. Yeah. Every time you asked them a the yes or no question, the answer was always Sure. Sure. Every time. And it's great too because we call them on every single fucking shirt. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not slipping one by us. Oh. Although I think by about day three, we were exhausted <laughs> for catching them on it. I'm like, guys, the English language is vast. There are a lot of words to use to describe an understanding of or acknowledgement of a statement. Yeah, not just the one. <laughs> But if I know Vince, you know, he's got that one locked away. It's like outfits, right? I don't have to think about it. You know, I'm just going to say the default word. In my brain is programmed to know. Yeah. I, I mean, absolutely. It, this Vince is, if nothing else, Vince is about efficiencies. Oh, yeah. Boring efficiencies. <laughs> <laughs> Vince. I <laughs> uh, got him. Um, you missed the first night, too, where we were doing uh, yoga poses in this basement. What too. The fuck? Thursday night we were doing yoga poses. Because this is after or before fireball? Oh, mid-fireball. 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 Peak peak fireball yoga. Yeah, dude. I was flaming at that point. Is this what hot yoga is? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, there was some hot yoga with me, Sam, and Vince in the basement. Because you're talking a little bit about, like, I had a little bit of sore back, so I've been doing my regular stretching exercises for that and then Vince went into straight on fucking yogi uh, educational mode <laughs> what yeah about is, is rotation is is yoga rotation and, and different uh, different exercises that'll help that and will help the your lower back and your hips and all this kind of stuff and so we just got in it he gets dug in it yeah was like Vince like behind you being like harder and it was like kind of like holding you in position <laughs> No. Nope. No, nope. yeah, we never did that. We never did that. Not for lack of trying. Nope. <laughs> uh, I want to bring up something before I forget. Okay, I get so much shit in my videos for rocking a air quotes dirty airbrush. Mm. My god, people. Vince's airbrush, his HPCS, that is his beater airbrush is disgusting. Oh yeah. It was like Okay, it was like I don't want to call it inoperable. Because it definitely still worked, but dude, the trigger was gummy, pulling it back was gummy, the whole cup was just like covered, I don't know what color paint you had in there at any given time, because it was just like a rainbow of colors that were dried in there. I had to take a 30 minute break just to bring it out into the normal painting area, just to give it a nice little scrubbing, so that it would uh, prime my models and not just be like a... Dude, I don't even know. Yeah. Bit like a dirty old super soaker. Shame on Vince in his house, dude. You know, I was concerned that I was going to like upset his delicate balance of like there's an ecosystem. Exactly. (laughs) If I clean this, am I going to make this situation worse for him? Because he made like this comment where he's like, you know, I'm just used to my tools and how they operate because his other brush that he uses for detail work was largely okay. Well, that's because that one's new. That's that new. Art Steam batch. <laughs> just give it a year. We'll come back next year and just be like all nasty and gunked up. Yep, probably. That's probably true. What I'm saying here is this is a witch hunt. <laughs> Let's. What we're trying to do is deflect. Right. So I need you to go to every video where he uses an airbrush, which is probably like half his catalog. Yeah. So like 7,000 videos. Yeah, that's at least. And you're going to have to be like, wow, look at how dirty that airbrush is. Just really fucking lay into him, okay? So All I feel right. b- better yeah. about myself. We'll put links to each of those videos <laughs> <laughs> below. <laughs> there isn't enough characters in the description. <laughs> we'll put it in the pinned comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... What we painted is that that was it. But there's a lot of watching, uh, like, as per usual, we, we get a good collection of music. Different people pick different music that's playing throughout. And then, you know, you hop, pop in there with different funny YouTube videos, uh, like some mostly comedic-based stuff. You check things that you thought were funny. And then, you know, since the last time you seen, listened to them in, like, 2002, they're not funny anymore. <laughs> um, and and just kind of sharing the wealth of humor. Yes. With each other, like it, each of us becomes like a bit more um, socialized with the grandness uh, that is the internet humor. Yeah. Um, so we did a bunch of that. Um, Do you have a favorite oldie that was referenced? I think my favorite was uh, "The Ultimate Showdown." You know that song? This is the ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard that song in uh, like fucking fifteen years or however long. Whenever it came out. Um, there was a new one that I hadn't heard before. I hadn't heard, and it's an oldie, and I realized I would have fucking loved it at the time, but it still worked for me, but maybe not to the great scale it would have in like two thousand two, and that was the motherfucking pterodactyl song. Yeah, yeah, is that from Kathy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a motherfucking pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so much like two thousand yeah. comedy too. And I'm here. To rip you a new asshole. <laughs> Dude, that's all. I, I'm, there. I'm there. I'm there for the butt jokes and dinosaurs and uh, just violence. Yes. So Let's talk food now? You food. let are talking food. Real quick, before we get to food, because that's the thing, I'll talk a little bit about magic cards. Oh, my God, these okay. two. So Vince and I, on a whim, decided... Because Vince's balls deep back into Magic, and I didn't know he was, and I have been for a little while now too, and so we decided to uh, go have these on a box of Magic cards that we did sealed decks out of throughout the entire weekend. So we had 36 packs, and we would each open six packs, make a deck out of that, the standard sealed um, sealed environment, and so- three cards, right? What's that? So you had 17 lands- yeah 23 cards 17 lands okay. you make fo- Minimum 40 card deck how much in a booster For us that aren't familiar How, how much how many cards in a, in a blister pack 15. Here. What are, 15 okay Um. So and this is why I like like draft and sealed I love So much because it's an extra layer of strategy And complexity where skill Puts you ahead it's not just the gameplay It's the building Mm. You know, like how well can you tune and can you identify which are your better cards and maximizing those and really fine-tuning how far can you stretch? Ma- anyway, this is a magic bit. But anyway, so we played every day. So we'd dra- we we'd open up six new packs each, and then we would play two matches, best of three matches. And we did that for three straight days. And then at the end, we did uh, like-, like the mega compilation where we each got to use all of our cards from the previous three days. And make one mega deck, and then we played a best of three match there. Okay, so we played seven matches, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mention this. Just mention it, John. I'm just gonna mention it. You be- earned it because Vince will would would crush me if he was like on Ambien and half asleep in Age of Sigmar, because he's so much <sighs> he's so much better than me than that. I went undefeated for the weekend, literally. Literally, you, I never, mean, you never lost a single fucking game. No, no. I, 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 ne- I did lose games. I never lost a match. Okay, a I never of, lost rest of, of three match. That said, a lot of the matches were good magic. They were went to all three games, or the games were close and whatever. Vince obviously knows magic. Um, he's he's good. He's a good player. We had so much fucking fun. Why my plane landed? Was um, so the next day? I texted Vince. I'm like. How fucking great was magic, dude? He's like, <laughs> he's like I fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> so this might be, uh, I don't want to necessarily be to that level of a new tradition of VinciCon, but goddamn, Ma- let's just put it out there. Magic's better than Warhammer. It just fucking is. Because we can sit down and in f- 10 minutes, we can play a game, an exciting back and forth battle, and someone can be determined the winner or the loser. And you don't feel like shit. Because the game took three hours and you felt like something, one or two things went wrong and therefore the whole fun was lost. It's like if one or two th- things went wrong and you got hosed or whatever in Magic, great. Let's shuffle up. Let's fucking do it again. Yeah. And then you, that, that feeling doesn't last. And it has to do with the speed of the game. and, But it, also the rule set. Would you say the rule set's just better? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, so it's, two, it's twofold. Not always the game more competitive and more balanced, but also the experience is way more disposable and that you can just re-rack and start again, like, yep. like that. Yep. And it's, I mean, they have, there is decades of experience of this game being tuned and being played at the highest level for magic professionals for money. That means that it is, there's no such thing as a perfect game, but that there is an understanding of of the, the precision of a competitive game that that can be supported with with uh, prize money. And there are magic professionals. There's a magic hall of fame. There's a reason why over the years that in a five-year period, John Finkel, one player of the year, won the world championships two out of three years, was a U.S. national championships three out of three years. It wasn't because of luck because I could tell you every card in his deck and his opponent could tell you every card in his deck and his deck could be made to counter that deck and he'd still beat you because people are just that fucking good. And Wizard is a wildly successful company. Yeah, until Hasbro bought them and now it's all fucking downhill, but we're hoping that that can, that train is still not off the tracks. But I'm just trying to say that you can create a competitive game and make money on it and like, you know, have it be fiscally like a wise choice for your business. Now, obviously miniatures do not compare one to one to cards. Yeah. Um but I I, I want to live in a world where this becomes a thing, like competitive miniature war game is a fun thing to watch and it's like it's exciting. Like I, my co-host of my stream, Curtis, was looking for inspiration for our stream, and so some some time ago he watched a Age of Sigmar stream and there were fucking ten thousand viewers. What? What the, what the fuck? Was it's that the official Warhammer one? Yeah. Okay. Am I crazy? That's insane. Yeah. That's that is better than some fucking esports events. Yeah. So there's an audience for it. Why can't Why can't this be a a thing? Like there obviously is. Yeah. I think you. It's about production. Like you. I think at the highest level, what's really going to be entertaining is is different than you see in a, a whole Dota match start to finish. I think it's more of a of a pop in and pop out and it's the showing the, the the important or key things and you have announcers that are explaining why oh this is interesting he decided to bring his blood Knights off to the right flank instead of going up and taking that objective let's see like like you need that I think to really get to that just two people sitting down and playing and in, in whatever can still be good but you really narrow down what a lot of the minutiae of, yeah. of the of the game is and and what keeps people engaged in feeling like they're they're coming along and they're they're well they're learning they're being entertaining they're they're seeing like oh wow okay this isn't just you just move your things and then whatever happens happens like that that the decision points right yes and the outcomes of somebody explaining that to you yeah man that, that's such a hard line to straddle like for my gaming stream because like I want to be the one that's talking not like some third party but then it's like hard to share strategies. Um, because then you're giving away like your battle plan right yeah so, so there's gotta be some middle line of sharing what's going on in my head and also involving chat and making them feel engaged to the point where the experience is fun but we're getting off topic right now this is not about um, <laughs> there's a yeah. whole nother fucking topic here i, I want to thank you for uh bringing vince down the magic card rabbit trail but because, because of your uh, distraction... Yeah, this was all part of my strategy. I was able to definitely accomplish my goal of always be painting when Vince is painting. Or at the very least, paint as much or more than Vince. Because he was playing magic and I was just painting while he was doing that. This is the most lax painting Vince we, I've ever seen. I know, yeah. He was chilling. He was straight chilling. And he... Oh, he still got a lot of painting done. Yeah. But he, he was not usual fucking Tasmanian devil with a paintbrush Vince. Yeah. Um, I think this is great I think that This version of Vince Was was a great version of Vince mm. um, and I want to sh- go toe to toe With peak Vince though Yeah I yeah. Love, love a challenge I think it, The Operation ABP Worked And he was notified of it Was it like Saturday night Or something Always be painted Is yeah. that what ABP is yeah. Yeah, I told him about it I was like Here's the deal I thought you were going to tell him After day one I fucking forgot about it <laughs> I had cl- I, I a cloudy fireball head I couldn't I couldn't remember It was all the haze yeah, dude, yeah. You can drink a liter and a half of Fireball on a night and see how you feel for the next four days. I shit five times the next day. Dude, okay, I shit five times the day we left. Okay, this is a great lead-in to food. <laughs> dude, we, we abused our bodies, man. I, I, okay, I went, a, when we got back home, I went two full days before I had a regular meal. <laughs> two full days? Yeah, I just, like, I just had little bits. I had a protein shake or I have... Um, just Snacking on some some beef sticks Or whatever A little bit of carrots And cucumber and stuff But I was like I need a full Fucking colonoscopy here I need to get cleansed out Because we ate like kings And by that I mean like Old timey Ye old medieval Fat as fuck kings Yeah like 16 year olds yes. But also like kings See, There was like a box Of full size candy bars Yes Okay and when I got to it Which was one day late Oh, you missed you missed that. That was what they had left from Halloween. Oh, okay. I was like, these motherfuckers ate all the full size Snickers and all the full size other candy bars in one day. No, okay, it was Halloween. Okay, got it. Got yeah, because they're the they're the household that gives out a full size Snickers bar. Nice or, um, or peanut M and M's or whatever. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I took a peanut M and M's at one point, which was it felt so good. Dude, I love mean, peanut M and M's. They're so good. Yeah, yeah there it, wasn't a giant bag of that floating around right. Yeah. And at one point I was like, uh, I had an assassination attempt on Vince where he's, <laughs> he was sitting there painting and I was like, peanut M&M's and I put one in my hand, you know, like someone's like, you're like, open up, open up. Right. You're going to catch the popcorn in your mouth. He's yeah. like, open up. And he, and he like turns over. And he half does it. And I was like, and he looks at what I had in my hand. It was a peanut M&M. Vince allergic to peanuts. I'm like, I'm just kidding. Vince, I can kill you anytime. <laughs> <laughs> just know this. <laughs> I can kill you anytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that's pretty good I mean that's a good thing if you want to like not eat so thing. much fucking amazing chocolatey candy is uh, so much of it has peanuts in it yeah it just, just be allergic then you don't have to worry about that yeah, that's definitely a choice I can make right no it isn't anyways we have, there's a lot of candies a lot of snacks a lot of chips a lot of dips a lot of junk food that I yes. am fucking here for I yes. love junk food uh, and then on top of that Kathy is making us parfaits in the morning, fucking waffles, fucking egg bakes, and then she's making us dinners in the evenings with uh, lovely salted pork. What is that called? Country ham. That the Country name? ham. Country ham, lovely rice, garlicky potatoes, a whole ass motherfucking turkey, mm-hmm. um, and just some Caesar salads. And Also, we ate out. You guys got some ramen one day. We ordered pizza another day. We ate. So much. so much, I it couldn't was, take. If I had one more day, I would have died. Yeah, because I went home and yeah, I I pooped five fucking times. Three of which were at the airport. <laughs> That's right. You had some air, air airport near misses. <laughs> yeah, dude. But you hit you hit that toilet bowl. Yeah, dude. Uh, that was uh, that was funny. Then we're gonna we're gonna get into. Uh, uh, that whole airport leaving story in a bit, but uh, I want to I want to highlight here. First of all, I never drank regular water for like four days. and That was not good. <laughs> was, uh, everything that was put into my body was Mountain Dew, <laughs> alcohol, <laughs> and this thing little thing right here called sparkling ice. It's turned out of this that uh, because at different points in his existence, Vince goes through different liquid consumption uh, uh, like go tos. Yeah, and this is his current go to. I think what he goes to, he's, he's always got. The, he's got this. What is this Perrier water? What's that fucking water? Oh, uh, bubbly bullshit water. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, in the green bottle, Pellegrino. Pellegrino. Um, he's always he's always got that. But then his other options. He's gone from Sobe. He's gone from this like sugar free lemonade stuff. And now we've gone into sparkling ice. And I figured out the connection of where and why these change. They all come. From Costco, and those things aren't a forever thing. The zero-cal Sobe Life Water isn't sold there anymore. In fact, I don't even know if it's made anymore. I think Sobe went down, yeah. So he had to transition from the blueberry pomegranate Sobe Life Water, and we got the sparkling ice, which I bought a case of this the day I got back home, and I went three days without caffeine. Because I had this set. There's no caffeine in it. It's got a little bit of bubs, bubs, bubs. And it's got uh, five calories, zero sugars. So it's, it's great. And I uh, Am I, I assuming it, it has an artificial sweetener it? in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. want to try it? Yeah. Did yes. you not have one? No, I'd have any. I was scared because uh, when Sam drank two of them, Vince gave him a death stare. And I was, okay, okay. These are off limits. Yeah. So they're good. They're just kind of like crystal light with a little bubbly. Oh, there is there is carbonation in there. yeah. yeah. All right. But it all doesn't right. have caffeine, and it has uh, like vitamin B twelve, vitamin B three, vitamin C, vitamin. A little bit of a boost, antioxidants keep your immune system a little bit up. What's the word on artificial sweeteners? Does those kill you or what? Well, if they do, I'm already dead. So yeah, I love how it's like they I don't I, kill you faster than sugar. I'll tell you that. I know I'm such a shitty person. I'm like, what reason can I use to continue drinking forty grams of sugar or soda? I mean, obviously it's not that bad, dude. Diet D P. It's so good. I don't know why. Here's what you got to do. You got to understand that the first f- 3 to 5 cans, you're going to be like and then after that, <laughs> your mindset of understanding what a Dr Pepper tastes like will then reset the bar to Diet DP. And DP and Diet DP taste the same other than DP is so much overly sweeter. And so you just need what will happen is your body will be like, "Oh, this not coyingly level of like make my eyes cross sweetness is the new middle ground and you will forever go to diet dp and your future diabetes self will thank you <laughs> honestly i i really need to do that at some point i need to cut out the 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 sugar because i'm not good at controlling myself either you know just like you with fireball if i get into a case of fucking coke or dr pepper i'm Slamming that thing Although I can't drink Like eight cans a night And like feel nothing Like I could When I was like An 18 year old Yeah I drink two And I feel like shit Yeah you get the gut rot Yeah yeah Burble gerble guts Yeah so maybe If I drink diet I could drink six again Yeah There's the play Okay um, Yeah so the food Was fantastic Thank you so much To uh, Kathy For feeding us so well You are the, an amazing host I, I will say I, I agree She is An angel that we don't deserve. If we would have just eaten the amazing things she made, we wouldn't have felt like shit. Yeah. I uh, don't want to people to get the wrong idea that that her amazing well-balanced always had vegetables meals. Yeah. Were the The source of this It was the Everything else We stuffed in our gullets Between them Yeah yeah It was definitely (laughs) Self-induced Yeah this is This is Nothing Nothing that was uh, Could have been avoided Yeah We just chose not to Although this time Sam didn't eat The 17 pound bag Of caramel corn And cheese corn By himself in one night (laughs) Um, he didn't do that. We helped him out. <laughs> <laughs> we helped him out this time. Yeah. Like, listen, you're not gonna go into that mountain alone, my friend. <laughs> uh Kathy also showed me all of her sick hobby supplies. She basically has a Michaels in her office. She has so many different things that could be used for the hobby. They were incredible. I, I don't even know where to start because, like, literally, it was like a hobby store in her office. She had every variety, every kind of thing. She had embossing things. She had these weird adhesives that would melt gold pigment to like, like, just straight up like liquid gold. It, like, there was so many things, and she just makes cards like in her spare time that she then sends free, out for like cards. And stuff. Yeah, like the, yeah, by hand. They're they're incredible. I think I got one. You got one. Yeah, yeah she's. Makes, got I one. think she might make Christmas ornaments like little. Like origami Christmas ornament things, she does scarves, knittings, various knittings and yarnings. Various knittings, yeah. Because, okay, so I call them yarnings because oh, nice. My wife does those same kinds of things, and I don't know if it's crocheted or if it's knitted or if it's like I don't know. There's a couple other ones, and so I just call them yarnings, and it's my all encompassing umbrella term of using some form of yarn to use your magic fingers on, and it makes it into a thing. Magic needles, um. Yeah, so the weird thing is um, with that because she's very she she is a Joanne Fabrics gal, Kathy. You know everything Joanne Fabrics. You go in there and there's just shit on shit for crafting. Yeah, dude. She is all about that craftaholic. Uh, that was my whole fucking upbringing. That's my mom. Like my mom has an entire room that is all crafting and quilting and knitting and all sorts of crazy shit. And that's that's where I like I, I was like she showed me that stuff too. And I was like yeah I'm I, I understand this way of life. <laughs> Um, Do you think that crafty nature inspired your love of miniature painting in a, in a small way or a large I, way? I, I, yeah, 100%. I remember as a kid. Oh, God, this is a fucking nerdy story. Okay. I remember as a kid, I I loved G.I. Joes. So did I. G.I. Joes, were the, they were the smaller the smaller size, right? Ninja Turtles were bigger. He-Man were bigger. Free Transformers were bigger. But G.I. Joe was just like the right size. And I was like... I like the smaller guys better, and I kind of come to think of it, it's like I like the smaller miniatures, and it's kind of weird. But anyway, I remember working with my mom, and she did all the um, the sewing on this. And she made a uh, like sword hilts that they would put around their their chest, and had a little uh, like a little fabric sword hilt, and so the fucking snake eyes katana could slide into the back, bro. Yeah, and little little fucking belts with holsters. Always for swords. I know that G.I. Joes and shit, they had guns and stuff, but everything was for swords because only the ninjas were the cool guys. Anyway, Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. Ride or die. That's it. So (laughs) I I recall it as like little tiny action figures customizing to make them little tiny sword sheaths, And I just thought I, I can distinctly remember in my head 35 years later. I can picture that as a very distinct memory. I'm like, if that was something that was like so ingrained in me as a kid, it has to translate. Yeah. Like Dude, that's so cool. Your mom was doing like a hobby that exists now in a big way before it was really a thing. Mm-hmm. The people people take action figures and they modify them. Yeah. They change their joints. They give them fabric capes. They they give them all these extra bits. They repaint them. Yeah. So she she was doing that before it was cool. I also, to my G.I. Joe's, if you didn't know this, um, G.I. Joe's are pretty modular and that they have one screw in their back. If you unscrew that inside, there is a, like a, like a rubber O-ring and that connects to all the, the ball joints in the head, arms, and legs. Yeah. If you, if you undo that, you can take all the parts apart and I would take my G.I. Joe's and I'd form different G.I. Joe's with the various parts to make cooler looking ones. So like. A third of my G.I. Joe's are way more fucking badass than they were when they came in the box. Because nice. I would take them apart, you'd reposition them, put that O-ring back on, close the chest up on the back and screw it together, and you get different looking dudes. I did not know that. I didn't realize that at the time. Either. I fucking love doing that. Once I figured out how to do that, that's like that's how I spent half my time doing it was kit mashing my G.I. Joes. Shit. <laughs> Why did I jump? This is the thing. If I was fucking from, you know, like I don't know Nottingham or other areas in New New Britain, um, New Britain, New Britain. Uh, that's a that's a what's his what's his nuts uh, that uh, Prime Minister. He used to call it try to call it New Britain, um, Tony Blair, I think. Yeah, anyway, um, I would have like where Golden Demon and and Games Workshop and all that shit was. The thing? was popping, yeah. I I would have been in in on that the second I was exposed to it. I didn't even know any of that existed. And so, damn it. Damn it. All right, we're so off topic. My potential. Unlocked potential. Better late than never, though, right? Anything else from VinciCon that you want to talk about? Uh, I just have a note here that says, John doesn't snore. Oh, my. You are so fucking lucky I do not have my actual phone on me right now. (laughs) So yeah, whenever I, you've told me this, I don't know if it's true, but whenever you do a little a little heavy drinking, you tend yes. to snore more. Ah, uh, yes. So I experienced this in England, and I experienced this at Epticon, and I experienced this night three, night three of VinciCon Yeah, because night two I had to take I had to take it a, a break. Easy. Yeah, and so we were good. Uh, am, am I doing anything dumb in the night? Am I like smacking you in the face with my arms, oh, dude? You are fucking gumby, like you. <laughs> That's the other thing that I can't sleep for shit. And it's not you. I don't, it's not necessarily you. I don't <laughs> like, like sleeping. I like how you went from I'm Gumby to it's not you to it's not necessarily you. <laughs> it's, I had the same thing with sleeping with, with sexy teeth Joshi and Adopticon. The beds are just small enough that you're right next to the other dude. And Joshi fucking rain or shine sleeps facing the middle with his head right on the fucking midline just breathing on you snoring like a motherfucker yeah so I don't even know that I snore and I just assume when you hear snoring that coming from our bed it's Joshy but it could be both of us could be me mm. you sleep like your fucking limbs can just fucking like go over my goddamn knees or like you just like you just touch me at random times <laughs> in the night. and I'm I was like I, sometimes it, I'm, I'm hoping A large percentage of the time I just don't wake up But a large percentage of the time I do wake up And, I, and Sometimes you just like You just do it And then it wakes me up like, And then and you're like And you move back It's just like it never happened <laughs> Yeah You're you're just like Sleep like you're on a fucking marshmallow And, and nothing is wrong in the world and You have this little smile on your face yeah, You're just so happy to be cozy Sleepy seepy Absolutely I mean, okay. it's not snoring like a motherfucker so. Dude, you were snoring holy. And the thing is, it didn't follow a rhythm, you know, it was random. And you would like you would like jolt. You would be like And it'd be like, I'd be like oh my god. And I'd be like you know, I'd be kind of drifting away. Oh, that, that means I'm not that means I'm not breathing. <laughs> yeah, That's dude. not a good thing. Yeah, some people were like that sounds like sleep apnea. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like I mean, maybe can you experience sleep apnea? like only when you like consume certain like things, yeah. or is it is it I thought it would be like an all or nothing kind of thing yeah 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 I I snore my wife can attest to this yeah but I recorded it just for posterity because I could not sleep I had to leave and go in the uh, the living room and sleep on the recliner because uh it was it was so tumultuous oh Sarah I told Sarah that and she's like you should just had him do what I do and she hits me I don't want to hit you. I don't want to wake you up. Yeah. No, no, that she it's, it's fine because she she hits me and she says you're snoring really loud and then I just turn over to my other side and then I go back to sleep and she says she he just needs to hit you and wake you up. <laughs> all right, I mean if I have your permission, I will. Yeah, I don't want you to not sleep well. Oh, well, I slept fine. I, I I like I slept all the way until like three a.m. and then I woke up from that and then I was like okay, dealt with it for like twenty minutes and then just. Like, yeah, you know it's there. not gonna get better right yeah and then i slept fine on the, on the chair okay we were all so exhausted from any number of like just staying up until five in the morning waking up at like eight or nine yes. or ten so it was easy to fall yeah, asleep sleep, the that was the biggest thing that caught up to me over the course of that many days just like uh the lack of sleep because i don't typically sleep well in the first place um outside of My own house, Mm -hmm. and then you add another grown ass man in the bed, and it's like oh, that expands it, and all that kind of stuff. Gumby limbs. He fucking catches up to me. Yeah, that's all we got for Vincey kind of recap. All we got. Um, uh let's let's quickly jump over to kind of just kind of a quick year in review, 2022, Mm -hmm. uh, trapped under plastic. So, what were some of the were the big big things that you can recall? Whether they, whether obvious things or whether just something for you from this last year, Is obvious things, new space, yeah, the studio. That's a big, that's a biggie. New fancy situation. Um, huh, man. I feel like I said the exact same goddamn thing every single year interview. It's just like, I don't know. I, I want to make this podcast better. I always want to make everything I make better all the time. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how to do it with a podcast because I just don't. I don't engage in the medium at all. So I kind of, I kind of rely on you to, to kind of steer our ship like feature wise, mm-hmm. um, which you definitely do. Um, so I just, I just don't know. Like if you, if you have suggestions for how we can take this to the next level and it's like, not like super time consuming, like I would love to hear those suggestions. Cause I always read like all the comments from when we do an episode like this and we mm-hmm. get like suggestions. Um, Took on a writer, like officially, mm-hmm. paying him. Took on an editor, officially, paying him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're turning into a real operation here. Good uh, peeps. Don't be um, don't don't be thinking that when we say that 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 means we are are like making a buttload of money on this podcast, but we are reinvesting it in yeah. in the podcast. That's a big thing. Is we had discussion uh, this year. About, like, what we can do to continue the quality, improve the quality of the podcast, while not directly requiring one to one more hours between both of us. Right. Yeah. We're already so strapped um, for time, but we prioritize this podcast because it's, it's it's so fun. It's one of the f- funnest days of my month in regards to work. Is the recording days. Yeah. Um, it's also a nice little like uh, like a change of pace from our usual r- routine. Of it's a good end cap, you know. Yeah, it's chill. There's it's, there's not there's not a ton of planning that goes into it. Not a lot of orchestration. So it's kind of just like sit down and have a conversation. Yeah, it's and really that, and, and I want that to be like the the continuation, right? We want to do that, and in order for us to do that, maybe it's it's taking off some burden from the editing side, taking off some burden of like. Um, finding the news items, and and this is where James comes in, finding the news items, helping us write uh, the scripts for the ad spots, Um, just going through and and finding the uh, stuff for our after party for patron critiques, Mm -hmm. helping us come up with ideas for um, video uh, or topics for shows or highlighting good ones that the patrons submit. Um, And just another person for us to bounce off of that has a totally different perspective than us, but is also a hobby nerd. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's it's definitely nice that he is involved in the hobby cuz he has that that, you know, unique and applicable perspective about things. Like and he puts those in the news items as well. And it's always fun to read those and include those. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't I think this year um making the the change over the new studio, it's first of all it feels really cool. It felt weird at the beginning and now this feels like the norm now. Like yeah. this feels right. Um, which is great. Um, I, you know, when I look at other podcasts about what what makes them successful and what really works, I don't think there's this big checklist of things of from a tech perspective, from a staff perspective, from a um, logistics perspective that were're we're missing. Right. And I think this is where over this year, particularly, I felt like we got our footing more than ever before of we knew what the recipe was about what we just wanted to do. And he, this year was about trying to, to tune in to to shed everything else and, and get ourselves in a position by the end of 2022 where we can just keep focusing on the things that matter. And then having the experience of the first Tup Live was this year. Yeah, shit. Wait, what, it was? Oh, in March, yeah. Man, that was so long ago. Yeah. That's true, and then the so, next one's gonna be next year. Yeah, we're going to have, before we know it, we're going to have two more Top Life, assuming we can get a fucking room in Adepticon. I swear to fucking Christ, could Wait, people just... I mean, last I heard, there was still hadn't had a 100% confirmation. We got pushed over to the great guy to talk to, but I don't know if... At least... Oh, okay, got you. Okay, I thought you meant for our hotel room. No, 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 no. I was no, like, no. we already did that, I thought. A room for Top Life. And I fucking panicked. Okay, um, yeah, Greg, I can't remember his last name. Um, He did get emailed, Um, but I don't know what happened with that. Um, I have to look into that again. Yeah, as okay. this, I mean, we just want to fucking do a thing in a room at your place where everybody already is. Is not going to cost you any more time, effort, and energy. We just, or, or it's going to be a fucking underground. Okay, okay. We're going to do it in Fort Wapple. Little little guy Fox action here, motherfuckers. We're going to burn down the building. No, we're not going to do that. Um, and you know, we're going to find we're going to find a place, and then you're going to bitch at us. We put too many people in a small room. We want a the big, big room. Give us the big room Lebowski <laughs> <laughs> or we fox <fucks> you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. 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 So uh, we're going to be at LVO with top live and like this is where I'm feeling like, you know, like where are our areas to spread our wings a little bit more or whatever and like doing shows like this and just that kind of thing when we have the opportunity, right, where we're already going to be somewhere or whatever. Yeah. Um, It's fun And those are great Because It's fuck. We don't have to worry About a topic It's like Hello people Hello the people Can you uh, You ask the question And yeah. we will answer it yeah. yeah Yeah That's easy That's just easy content Right there Cause people have Way fucking funny Unique and weird questions Yeah I was thinking About that um, And I was like Maybe it'd be interesting To like Like kind of flirt With the idea Of a and a section Like not that our episodes are already overloaded as is. Maybe like subbing one of them out for a Q and A section where we could just get questions from our Facebook group or something like that. I, I know a couple of a handful of podcasts that are in a kind of a similar um setup or organization state as ours, that two two people that they do at least once a quarter, they do a whole Q and A Q and A episode. Their episode is just collected questions from either the comment section or from Patreon or from wherever. And then it's just them going through and, and answering some fun questions. I think that's probably a nicer way to do it because you have one time and we can get James to go through and just sift through and come out with like 10, 15 questions as opposed to having to do it every we're doing more, yeah, logistics yeah, talk yeah. with you guys right now, but like instead of having to do it every single week. But. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I mean, either way, maybe when we try a little, go call, man. We try a little bit of lemon ring, and then we find out uh, lemon ring is best. Yeah, lemon ring. I mean, you like that tart tang? I love tarty, sweet, fruity cakes and pies, man. Oh. I'm a sucker. Two weeks ago, I had the first key lime pie of my life. <sighs> was it good or was it bad? Because they're not always great. It was solid. It was like it was. I don't like. I've never had. I don't have anything to compared to but i could see where it could be fucking phenomenal but it was like a 7 out of 10. Okay. Like if i'm going to have dessert so i'm i'm a you a man uh, Yeah, it's like uh give me that fucking ding dong. Give me that Oreo cakester. Psych, those suck. <laughs> <laughs> but i would take an Oreo cakester over like a fucking lemon popsicle. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely kind of lame. <laughs> um don't get me wrong. I like a little Twinkie too. You know, yeah. that's 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 yes, uh that's the thing. Oh, what else did I write down? <laughs> Speaking of food. I wrote down more things. If you have any feedback for the for the podcast or any comments about season 3 as it related to the prior seasons, we'd love to hear them as well. So leave them in the Facebook group, leave them in the uh the comment section below. Maybe what would be wise is we could make a post in our own Facebook group for them to comment on. Yeah. So we'll yeah. do that. We'll do that. We can do that. What were the other things in your doc? Also though? also in the, the comments. But cuz we sometimes too You and the discussions you and I have, it's a little bit harder to see the forest through the trees on what are the things that people appreciate or like, why the hell do you guys keep listening? That's weird. Yeah. Um, as opposed to what we think is valuable. Um, and so it's just good, one, for reinforcement. If we're not sure, we're like, well, we think that they just. Um, like us talking about farts and stuff But we're not sure And then people say that Yeah we like the farts Give us more farts Yeah we want. Yeah give us the farts <laughs> then, 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 we'll, then we'll know And then we're like Oh we don't give a shit About painting minis In your podcast Like oh shit Oh no uh, The other thing I had was uh, another uh, year, year in review Retrospective We ate more treats Brought to us from around the world We did That is fun We got treats from Mexico this year We got treats from Hawaii this year We got treats from England this year we got treats from Australia this year, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where the Vegemite... Was it Vegemite or was it the other one? That was Australia. Yes, it was from uh, Marmite. Marmite's from England. Vegemite is it from... Is Vegemite. It was Vegemite. It was Aussie. Okay. We got Aussie candy. And we got Germans. German candy. I think that was the prior season. That might had. have been... Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, I, had to, I had to put myself a little question mark on that one in yeah. the Australian one. I couldn't remember this year last. But you get lumped in as part of the wonderful candy... Candies of the World. Mm. Uh, treats of the World that are uh, we have now tasted. It's not as good as going to Australia, no. Germany, England, or Mexico. But this is the other quarterly thing we're going to do. It's called Candies of the World. <laughs> <laughs> Where we just sit. Uh, I, somebody did say that to me. Who was it? They're like, oh, it was in the interview that I did for Heresy uh, Heresy for Heretics. Um, and a lot of things he talked about. like He was... He must love the podcast because he's making references. I was like, someone's hitting me without references. I didn't see it coming. (laughs) But he asked, like, in seriousness, when are you going to do just straight up food reviews, food episodes, only focused on that? And I was like, I mean, we could. (laughs) It's like, do you want to hear that? It's so weird. Uh, I know people don't want to hear. They don't want to hear about our TV show ideas, okay? Ooh. Our opinions are bad. Yeah. What TV shows to watch. I watched the first episode of Willow. Okay, did you finish it? Yes, I finished it. Did you get better? Uh, It fucking sucks. Oh, shit. It's totally Disney Channel TV show. Like I could just feel that fucking ooze of Disney Channel teenage kids. Are they so fucking annoying? Yeah. Fucking joke. Oh, God, dude. Um, we're going to still watch it. There's only currently four episodes out. I think first season will only totally be eight. I will watch the whole thing because just at the very end, this fucking Willow come in, and maybe God. he'll fucking bring this son of a bitch out of a nosedive. But <laughs> I fucking hate this this Disney, like, ah, wholesome, eh, eh. jokey joke, <laughs> fucking nerd. Like, God, these kids. And I'm like, why did you do this? God damn it. Okay, maybe it'll get better. Like and it's, all, it's like you just take it with like oh it's just kind of a fun like fantasy nothing too serious even though I get fucking shot in the chest with an arrow. douche Guy you thought was like a secondary character shot in the chest with an arrow falls off his horse. Dead. They turn over the rest of the crew that are also on horses. Wheelers. Uh, you don't know when it's going to happen or who it is. Okay, that's my that's my caveat. They look over to the other like shoo, camera pan over to the other kids, and the others like, I guess we better go. Like the fuck is this, bro? That reminds me so much. Just taking the piss like that, <sighs> making the situation a joke, reminds me so much of Star Wars Episode Eight. I just rewatched it. <laughs> And the movie opens up with a yo mama joke, and it's just like way to make the villains just seem like a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> like, I fucking hated that movie so much. Um, okay, that, I'm, I'm sad to hear that it got it gets maybe even worse. <laughs> I mean, get, see it through. I'm, I'm gonna give oh, well. her. A, I'm gonna give, give her a good three episodes. It's it's no true detective season one, but <laughs> yeah, dude, that movie started out with a bang. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry, not movie show, show basically a movie that's like. 15 hours long exactly we need more of those we do i think that's all we got <laughs> we're okay oh oh, we just say we're, we're gonna take uh, just a slight oh yes a, a slight break not like not like like right now recording but like between season three yeah. and season see four. ya <laughs> later so uh is our first episode gonna be lvo no i think we're gonna do one before that yes i think that is possible i, I, I don't really know how the order of things are going to go, but I'm going to guess we're going to record one here, record one there, probably soon thereafter, and then have it kind of stacked up to, yeah. to yep, really, yep. yep. Um, so just because we're coming up on the holiday season holiday season <laughs> Um, and so basically, you know, we're hitting, we're hitting basically right in Christmas time for us before we record next, and at the end of the season we're going to take a, a little break um, just one, just one episode off. So, from when this episode goes live, it will be not two weeks but four, um, until your next uh, kickoff of Top uh, Season Four. And I'm assuming we're gonna have for the kickoff, we're gonna have fireworks, we're gonna have um, uh, hot chip challenge, one chip challenge. We're going to uh see how many um. Eldars we can burn in thirty minutes or less. <laughs> um, we're gonna do a lot of a lot of clickbaity ideas, um, and uh, that's what that's that's how we're gonna do it. So, yeah, uh, I think that's gonna that's gonna wrap us up for the main topic, the last main topic of Top Season Three, and and here's to at least three more seasons, <laughs> at least three more. Yeah. Uh out of the news. news! We got a, <laughs> we have a lot of fucking news items. Uh number one on the list here, Henry Cavill on a 40k show on Amazon question mark. Yeah, this just popped uh as of this recording just last night I found this out. Um it'll be probably old news by the time y'all hear this, but not 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 that old the news. Maybe it's going to be gaining even more steam over the next uh, you know, 5 days or so, but he, he released, or his people released, or whatever. It was an official release that it was. They're just like finalizing the IP use, is what the, the term that I heard. And I was like, oh, fucking A, get the GW lawyers involved in all this. You let everybody and their sister make shitty video games of your IP. Can't you let somebody make. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. They're like they, relo- they allow them to do it, but it can only be released on Forever Plus. <laughs> uh, dude. dude they, I mean, that would get they sales. Would, they would fucking love that yeah like you couldn't afford it gw you couldn't afford it no um okay so the the opening sentence of this article is the streaming giant is in the process of closing the rights to the miniature war game just that's it they're gonna buy games workshop (laughs) sick (laughs) amazon so you're telling me that he is an executive producer and starring in this series yeah all right amazon has secured the rights to the game Produced by? No, they haven't. Article, <laughs> yeah. After a show on the game, yeah. This is envisioned as a potential film and TV play. So, okay, the they they got some kind of rights to something, and are going to make potentially a movie or a TV show. According to this article, it's that one moment. That this is I'd probably write. so far out. Yeah this this is like this is like three years away. Yeah, like you can't even do anything until you get all this shit. Yeah. So everyone went crazy about that. All the fanboys are like coming in their pants because they're like oh f- finally emperor daddy cavill anyways the other night i saw a film i do recall it was a horror film <laughs> jizz in my pants <laughs> i see henry cavill on the tv and i jizz in my, my pants. pants classic bro <laughs> love from lonely Island. um GW asking for votes on Mini of the Year. They do this once a a year, as is the title suggests. Um, Big list recommending control. It's like every fucking Hero Mini. Yeah. It's every model. And then their big thing was, oh, you can't vote for the crab this year. Because everyone fucking spam voted for the crab last year. And shocker. Yeah, shocker. uh, He won, and they didn't like the result, so they didn't give him a place. Mm. At all? Nope. Because it's like, well, we can't, we can't, when we, we put all the G- all the marketing, w. we put all the marketing out for all of this and like showcase with the best model of the year, we can't have it be a little fucking weird crap. People aren't going to think our game is cool then. Okay. Um, so all of this is, is fucking face, just a face service. It's not even... It matter, I mean, I mean, it's fun. If you like to be involved in it, like it's there for you to sure. try out. Yeah, but it it is just more. Uh, I'm sure they're not doctoring it entirely. You know, it's like Sigvald versus a or whatever. Whichever one wins, they're gonna let it win. But yeah, rip the crab though. Um, actually, we want to do quick. Did I, let me click on it real quick. Do we want to quick give ours our favorite mini from GW of the year? Yeah, there's there's, there's far too many for be me. Be there, I would do quick scroll. Okay, how about this? We'll time it. You get uh, come on, accept cookies, accept cookies. Okay, 15 seconds. Ready? <laughs> uh, what do I go on? Vote now? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where do I see them all? Oh, my... There's no fucking pictures? I have to go look this shit up? Are you shitting me? You've got no don't to. know what any of this shit is. Made themselves... What is this? They have pictures for the one of the month. Okay, this is... Oh, a... uh, I got it. Gnarlwood. Easy. Done. Uh, no, What's what's a gnarlwood? Gnarlewood is the fucking Underworld's box... I think that comes with those fancy skeleton boys. Oh, yeah. It's a winner right there. Yeah. Never mind. I look at these and I, can't, I don't give a fuck. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it would be something from either... Oh, it's like it's not even a particular fucking model. It's, no, like Warhammer, it's a Warhammer, Age of a, Sigmar, Slaves to Darkness, Army set. It's a set. box set. All right, while, while you look through this list, uh, I'll go on to the next news item. So... We got news out of here about Darkstar Molten Metal Paints. I have some Darkstar Metal Paints. I don't know if they're this new thing. Uh, they're now only available in North America. And uh, from impending duff, the paint line claims that they are, quote permanent when dry and there is no need for gloss varnish as our metals stay bright and glossy and will not tarnish over time once fully dry approximately 24 hours they can be carefully polished to further improve the shine end quote this is a direct quote from the product webpage. so these are they allow polishing which to me suggests that maybe there is some kind of metal pigment in them because i know with prop making they have this idea called cold casting where you will uh Put a layer of metal, pigments, and resin on the outside of your object. It's supposed to be metal, and then cast the rest in resin. So when you polish that outer layer, it looks metal. Um, that's interesting. I don't know anything about that. Uh, proceed with caution. Okay, what's the best uh, kit? Uh, this is fucking easy as soon as I came across it. I can't believe it's on here. Better win. Warhammer Age of Sigmar. Soul Blight Gravelords. Kador Ezekiah. Ah, yes. Not Boom. bad. Boom, baby. Boom, baby. And that's a completely biased take because vampires are fucking awesome, and he's the best vampire that they've ever made. <sighs> is he? His head is. But, man, that guy from Underbolts is pretty slick. But his face sucks. All four of their faces are unideal. I I, th- I think that my favorite of Rabbit. those four is the chick with the big hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like, yeah I, like I agree that this – I wish this guy had less fucking cape covering everything. Yeah. Um, but he is his pose is sweet, his big fucking sword is sweet, his face is a fucking baller. His face is great, yeah. I yeah. um, love, love that ponytail. He, he's the winner. Next, I'm sure some bullshit from 40k will win, so it doesn't matter. I'm uh, I'm skipping over. Oh, let's go to this one, dude. The the fucking GW previews Boxing Day miniature that abhorrent king. Oh, boring crown of delusion, dude sh- on shitter, dude. That guy, that model's got some problems, bro. Yeah, that dude on shitter is just. <laughs> Like why is he looking like he's in a fucking porta potty? He's trying to like get out a steamy dump. And he's like, holding the sore. It's like his whole pose is weird. Yeah, the whole the just the torso is so fucking big. Um, it just does not look to proportion at all. Like they they've done dude on chair or dude on throne well before, but it's not easy to pull off. And it was the the night haunt guy what's his name but he's on a throne and he's like holding the giant mace he's a big fucking mace he's holding one hand and he's just kind of like slouched in the chair but mm. this like regal slouch oh yeah and that was cool but this was like oh you, we got to fit it on a 32 mil base so everything is is with this uh this dude this fleshier court dude so everything feels so like squished and condensed and blocky and the chair itself just it it, make, it makes everything just like there's no i don't know I don't like it. It's not a good model. It's not it's a not good model. Good. It's a. I mean, it's a cool looking king, dude. It's just though everything about it. I'm just not a big fan. Not a big fan. Um, uh, let's see what else. What else. What else. What else. By the way, um, James finds a lot more news items than the ones we discussed. As you can probably tell, as we're kind of leafing through this. But my editor puts all of them into the description. So if you want more of a comprehensive look at a lot of like new releases and stuff for various games, they'll be down in the description below. Oh, that's sweet. That's a good idea. He does all his work. Like, yeah, if you yeah. Want, might as well put it out there. Yeah, you want to find. Uh, so Joy Toy has full reveals for their new Ultramarines and Black Templars, joining their already released figures and new images coming up from the Orcs action figures on their Facebook page. So Joy Toy, I I, I saw those for the first time because the source carries them now. Yes. Um, and I had not seen them before. First of all, they're not cheap. Um, second of they're like they were really like sixty bucks. Fuck. Yeah, I could be wrong on that, but I remember it being so sizably more. But I also like like they're not like the big fucking McFarlane. Those just feel a little bit more action figurey, um, silly to me. These ones are like more. There's more dynamic posing. There's more like just it just feels like a cooler. It was like a model kit of uh, of a Space Marine. Yeah. Feel. Yeah. Is, they un- is the um that the unpainted un- one or the painted one? The, the, the 50 buck one. I don't know. I guess I didn't even know if they were painted or not. Okay, yeah. Some some come gray, some come painted. Okay, interesting. Uh, we got Iron Painter releasing another Game Master product. I don't know if you got like their terrain crafting thing in a box. It comes with foam, a hot wire cutter, flocking rocks, paint, and that shit. So that's Game Master. This is called the Character Paint Set. It includes 19 paints, five Snap Fit minis, and a starter brush, and a how-to guide for 50 buckaroonies 50 bucks 19 paints primer five models a brush okay that seems fucking okay yeah no i mean they've always aggressively priced their their kits of what you get for stuff yeah um and this feels like it falls right in line with that and this is kind of in their game, their their line that's like kind of more D D focused more like terrain and world building and and less paint by number kind of thing but like to get people that are into role-playing games yeah. as, as well. But also, if you're into more of the miniature war game and stuff, like keeping an eye out for these kind of things, sometimes you can find good deals and stuff that isn't maybe 100% directed at you. It's it's all pretty much the same hobby. Okay. Last thing I want to talk about, I saw this article on, G, on Warhammer Community the other day, and I kind of lost my mind for a second. They tried to be funny, I think. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't tell, honestly. It, uh, it's an article that calls... It's called... Games Workshop busts seven painting myths, and myths that we fabricated so we could get across a point. <laughs> yeah, and some of them, are, like they're so fucking lobbed over the over the fucking net to just be like, we. It just obviously isn't controversial, and we just want you to know that you're never too old to start painting. Who the fuck is saying that you are? Yeah, <laughs> like who is who's like sitting over the fence being like, hey. Old man, yeah. <laughs> you can't fucking paint, go home. <laughs> yeah, he's like some fucking bully from like a 2000s movie. Okay, okay. You have to have talent to be a good painter. False. Who fucking... Who, uh. Okay, so I, I, I want to mention a couple of these that chat my ass. <laughs> First one that says, you have to undercoat your miniatures with a spray can. Here's their response. So if they say false. You don't have to undercoat your miniatures with a spray can. Their response, spray cans are certainly the best way to prime your models because they are a quick and easy way to get down a base layer. Okay, that's it. It continues for three more sentences. In the remainder of the three sentences, they never say the word airbrush. They do not acknowledge an airbrush exists. They also say cans are certainly the best way to prime your models. Are you fucking insane? You're saying that you're dispelling myths and you're just... Putting more myths out into the world that aren't fucking true. So we will. Say, I mean, I'll say that it's kind of up for debate, right? If, yeah. if if speed is your thing, obviously spray cans are are there and good for you. But like, you're just avoiding this whole other world of like ways people prime models that definitely competes with spray cans for many other reasons. Yeah. Uh, so that's hilarious. Don't but also they it. go on to say that you can just paint the model okay. unprimed. Again, I'm that's still fine. But like talk about like you can paint on gesso primer and th- it, sure. that shrinks up really nicely. Like nothing is mentioned here other than if you don't got spray cans, just paint the model <laughs> without primer. All right. Second. Uh, so there's a couple more here that are all equally stupid. Like you, you have to paint the, paint the models just like the box art false. No, really. Um, I mean, I mean I've, this is supposed to probably be a lighthearted joke in a, a futile attempt at humor, but also like trying to give some actual helpful advice. Um, yeah, I mean, some of it's encouraging, but also it's just like it's contrived. It's like yeah. you're, you're forcing these things that no one's saying, really. Yeah, and, and doing it in an article, um, I feel is not the correct medium to have these kinds of messages. Like if you did this in a video, I feel like you could you could do it with more – there's more context, and you have more control over how you're trying to get across these points that you're trying to get across. Here's why you're wrong. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. I think the article is fine. And also, not to totally shit on them. There are some fine things in here that are good. Like, um, they encourage you to not paint miles like the box art, which is, you know, that's kind of impressive. They're yeah. kind of always by the numbers. And also, they're encouraging you to enter competitions for painting. Yeah. Um, that. Those things are fine, but the other things are just a little wacky. Licking your brush. And the last one on here, licking your brush makes you a better painter. Obviously, this is true. Yeah, obviously, this is true. Obviously, so everyone says this. Yes, and so let's move on because it's true. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's They the last say one. false. Don't lick your brushes. You never know where Nurgle lurks to get the point back on your brushes after cleaning them. Use your fingers and gently pull the brush through them to get that precise tip back helping you keep your highlights super sharp. Who who actually pulls on the brush with their fingers? I don't I can't even picture what the fuck they're asking you to do there. Just just roll the bristles like on your hand, on your wet palette, or on your paper, like water uh paper towel. Don't 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 pull the brushes. That's that's so weird. I mean, also like yeah, I mean, don't like your brush, but Fucking lick your brush. <laughs> do whatever you want to do. Yeah, do what you makes you happy and makes you comfortable yeah. so you don't feel awkward. We don't know what may or may not happen to you from doing that. So, yeah, dude. You, if, dude, if I get, proceed at your own caution. What? If I get fucking tongue cancer from licking these, it's on l- you, bro. Licking these paints, I'll be the first to let y'all know. Yeah. It's going to make a fucking video about it, obviously. It's going to get a million views. Licking my brush gave me cancer. Yeah. I mean, 100%. God damn it! I get a million video title, but it ain't worth getting cancer. So <laughs> uh, do you, you don't actually have to get cancer to make that video, though, Scott. This is the internet. Uh, to here first. This is how clickbait starts. Yeah, the, then I do get cancer, and I'll be like, "No, I actually do have it." <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, you're the boy who cried wolf right now.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, that's the last of our newsy news. New, news. Welcome. To the end of the podcast Thank you so much For hanging out All the way to the end Listening to us Chat on We appreciate your ears A lot Yeah so All much. the way through Season three too Yeah all the way You I were here s- the entire time I, I just saw a post On the Trapped Under Fast Trapped Under Fast Placebook group <laughs> um, Which if you haven't Joined yet fucking joined, baby because we got there's more room in the boat for you dude this Titanic is not yet filled dude no yeah it ain't, it ain't sunk yet either no, uh, that, We got. it's that. at least half mini than half tendies so. yeah yeah it's we, we hit 15,000 members in that group this last week Jesus Christ um, and <laughs> I have <laughs> a funny funny post I go there check it all the time we got a lot of good goody peepees up in there and as gentlemen I'm sorry I, I can't remember your, your name when you posted this and he's like I'm depressed. I found trapped under plastic like X months ago, and I've been—I started at the beginning, and I just caught up. Now I have to wait two weeks like the rest of you plebs. Uh. I was like, "Oh, first of all." Good on you for going back, right? Yeah. And, and and listening, like, um. But and also, thank you for that. But I find that podcasts are way more conducive to that than a YouTube channel. I like guess yeah. a habit more, like, which makes no sense to me because they're the same kind of thing in my head. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess maybe this is more of a show, and that and YouTube videos are more kind of like one-offs. Yeah, like can be perceived I, that way. Maybe I think a lot of it has to do with what's the content on, you know. Well the stuff that we talk about other than like the news or whatever, like it's it's fairly evergreen in terms of whatever weird shit we're we're doing or thinking of or whatever. Sure. Um but like I I listen to fantasy football podcasts and they're immediately obsolete. As soon as that week of the fan, of the football season is over, okay, they're yeah. just talking about the matchups and the blah blah blah. Y'all de- don't need to know sports ball stuff, but fourth ball, uh, yeah, they, they are they are dead as soon as as soon as they're you know hit the hit the round the, the hit the round grunting. I'm all <laughs> out of words because I haven't eaten <laughs> in five days since Vidicon. <laughs> <gone>. I'm starving. <laughs> If you guys like the podcast and you want to support it, you can do that in a number of ways, both free and not free. Some of the free ways are whitelisting our channel on YouTube. We run ads once every thirty minutes, and you can do that with a number of browser plugins on Chrome. Uh, you can whitelist various channels that you want to support. You can also tell your nerd friends, your dog, your mom, your grandma. But make sure you you when you email the podcast to your grandma. Make sure you talk to her that she listened to it because it can be a little challenging sometimes, you know, podcasts are weird. Okay. We want to make sure Grammy's on board. Okay. You can also do it in non-free ways, like by buying our merch down in the description from our Teespring store, becoming a patron, we get you access to an extended episode where you get to hear things like new things we tried out in the hobby and explored, uh, miles that we critique from our patrons and also miles that we love from other painters, it's about 20, 30 minutes of extra content. Also, as a patron, you can supply topics for us to discuss. We got those every once in a while, and we'll credit you when we grab one. God, that was so good! Yeah, make sure, make sure you put down there the trapped under plastic, the podcast that blank, blank, blank. Put those in the in the. Oh, we always love those. Yeah, because yeah, we pick one of those to start every time, and then we, I always forget that after we say it, trapped under plastic, the blah blah blah. And then we say bye, so and so. I always forget to say. Oh no the co- the the picture appears on the screen, so you can see who said it. Oh, good. So people will make that step. I don't need to spell it all out for them. That that's. I think people have eyes. Yeah. Okay, but if they are listening to this, they wouldn't know. Then they wouldn't know. But you could go if you're listening to this and you have like a oh I have a really good tagline for the next episode. Just hop over to the YouTubes and and put it in the comment section there. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh Well, that's it for season three. Trapped under plastic. That's it for Vince Con, December 2022. That's it for. John's life. If only I'd why come. you're wrong. Wait, fuck, that was the wrong one. <laughs> okay, there it is. Uh. <laughs> that was what went off in my head when Adam threw that fucking exact <laughs> <bite> at me. <laughs> it, I, it all was like flashing before my eyes. Um that like it's like if I'm going down, I'm shoving peanuts down Vince's throat. I'm not going down. I'm not going this sweet night alone. <laughs> I'm selfish like that. Look. We're gonna cross river sticks together, Vince, whether you like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, with fucking, fucking, we, we didn't talk about, oh uh, goddamn sassafras and whore, whorehound toothpaste candies with two whorehound base candies in your eyes. <laughs> the whorehound assassin, fucking tit 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 liquid. <laughs> oh no, yeah, this is like this the special off takes of an episode when just the the real bad stuff comes out at the end. If you were if you were lucky enough to stick around to the end. Tit liquid. <laughs> yeah. I'm an, uh, hide your women and children. I'm, I'm an assassin that doesn't give up over anything. Yeah. you cannot stop me for my dark purpose <laughs> or like whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that is that was a good one. I I I felt like that video hit home. For me, like I didn't quite understand what was happening because I didn't get the premise of what this channel, these videos were, right, these guys yeah. that do podcasts. But halfway through that, I was like, "This is this is one hundred percent me." Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would love to do this. Uh, Tit liquid. <laughs> 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 uh, just just throw that term into YouTube. Don't throw it into the general internets. Yeah. Um. And just you you'll too. watch a video of these uh these guys. <laughs> This is a great description. They'll they'll find it for sure. (laughs) You'll find it for sure. That's it for now. We will see you in not one Fortnite, but deuce. And until then, we'll catch you on the lippity flop